0: I with this?
1: What kind of disgusting, dispi- despicable <sighs> lack of respect is that Billy What's-His-Name show booking a match for the total package of Lex Luger and Super Brawl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? S- Super
2: Brawl Saturday.
1: Super Brawl Saturday? Can he afford to pay me to wrestle around? I don't know. I'm one of the biggest legends and stars ever in this. God. <sighs> And you tease her too tight, too, Billy. And you book a match with me—that's Ryan
3: Killings. Look at me—I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now.
0: Now he's totally in a wheelchair. But hey, guys, welcome to <laughs> welcome to getting some color, uh, where we're going to be covering Monday Night uh, Raw, WWF. We want the F back in the not the get the e. F in. Yeah, yeah, get the F in. Uh, We're doing November 1st and 8th, 1993. I'm Joe Dubs. I am
1: the DUI Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes when you drink and drive... Mm -hmm. You just might meet <laughs> the Undertaker.
2: How, how did I already mentally block that out? <laughs> how could you mentally yesterday? block it? It's amazing. I've, I've sat here for the last ten minutes trying to figure out what DUI Undertaker meant. And I was like, Did Undertaker <laughs> recently get like drunk and take off on a Harley in the desert with the Big Show again or some shit? No,
1: brother. That's what happens no. when you when you d- get a DUI. And you you meet your maker. You, you meet the yeah. Avatar Death.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That, I remember that now. That's. I, I wish they would just have made, like, went right to the point and just joined, like, the uh, the D.A.R.E. program and it, it would have just been like, don't do drugs or I'll fucking kill you and take your soul.
1: That that <laughs> might have actually worked on some
3: people. Yeah, I
2: mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean you, you would have kept a couple of kids off the street for sure.
0: Don't do crack yeah. or, or your rest dude. Peace and I can't do the like put do the eyeballs in the
1: (laughs) or me Mark Callis will get you.
0: I I mean
1: Mark Callis
2: and Terra (laughs)
1: Rising. Oh God,
0: man he's he's married to Michelle McCool. That's that's wild. They have Uh, they
1: have children. They have they have crotch goblin.
2: You think sometimes he's sat there in the middle of the night just looking up at the ceiling? Why did I get Sarah on my throat? I'm
1: sure he started asking that after the divorce happened. I mean, you know, why the fuck did I do that?
2: (laughs) I know know we're going to eventually actually get to our show, but but in all seriousness, I bet that fucking hurt.
3: Mm -hmm. That sensitive-ass area.
2: Yeah. Mm. Tough guy. He took a bunch of fucking quaaludes for that. But anyway... (laughs) I took Joe's spot. Hi, I'm Chaz. Welcome to getting some color. Woo! Yes. Woo.
0: I think I did Woo! say getting Woo! some Worst color. <laughs> <I don't,
3: laughs> but Get
0: yeah, J-E-F-F. I E D F. I don't I don't know why that came to mind. Uh maybe because yeah. we saw him a lot in both episodes. Uh yes, we are back. Uh we had to struggle through WCW, Halloween Havoc. It wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that good either. It's in the middle of the road, brother. Um, but we are November 1st, 1993. It is Vince McMahon screaming in my ear and Bobby Heenan, uh, there. And there's no macho man. Cause he's still out with that injury, uh, injury brother. Uh, so his, it's
1: a, a lacerated tongue according to the medical facility.
0: And he, I mean, we'll get to it, but he, he did sell it on the phone a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if like he was selling it or like he was like, joking around with bobby heenan in some way but still being angry i think he was selling it yeah uh speaking of bobby heenan um he's right there with fucking Bash and booger who's like eating something he said raw like meat raw then just kept on repeating raw yes. and i was like motherfucker man i was like and he's facing Razor Ramon. It, like, is this, it, yeah. This is like an hour before the show starts. That's what it shows us.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm about to let you guys into the inner circle of Chaz. Chaz. It. If you guys want to know how that spells, it is C H A Z Z C. Yeah. C. Sorry. C H A double Z. C H A double Z E double T. Yeah. Fuck that up completely. But the point is, real life talk here. There's something extra disgusting about how mustard stains hairy skin. And it really like <laughs> fucking got to me.
1: Like <laughs> he, he had like random stains, all over. he had like ketchup up here somehow, like on his cheekbone.
3: <laughs>
2: it, just, it, it was fuck? like e- everywhere. Like I don't, I don't mean this in a way of like it's not a matter of homophobia, xenophobia. Because he, 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 I think he could have been like ten out of ten, like gorgeous woman, and and if there would have been mustard. Stains like that, I think I would have still been like turned off. But I felt my dick touching my Adam's apple. I oh was <laughs> so so disgusted by that. Immediately was like, I I want to turn this off. Or Captain Bismol, hit making my stomach hurt.
1: His gimmick worked, brother. You you, you hated him. You were disgusted. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey, you dick. D- your about fucking it. throat. <laughs>
1: he's like it, like he is like. What are you doing? You know you got a match coming up soon, and he's just like ignoring him. While he's gorging yeah. on all this weird food, you can't even really tell what he's eating. And let me uh, tell you
2: now, the Dick Dick Adam Apple whole thing—I didn't. That wasn't that wasn't any shortcut. There was no blade job. There wasn't any armadillo nonsense with somebody <laughs> coming behind me. The, I did that hard way, back through the stomach. I,
0: I did that Marilyn Manson way, fucking broken rib and everything. Let's go.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the biggest urban myth of the millennial generation.
0: <laughs> but, like guys, I, honestly,
2: we can do everything. Seventh grade me and every other seventh grader at the time firmly believe that. I don't even know where it came from.
1: Me either. <laughs> <laughs> but, mm. but uh Bobby's like te- like Booger keeps eating, and then Bobby's like, what, what is all this stuff anyway? And he's like, It's 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 raw, it's raw. <laughs> the raw intro just starts. It's like I, okay. I, I,
0: I gotta admit, and I know it's gonna be cheesy for today because today fucking people are stupid. But I kind of miss these like kind of sh- like a Saturday night, Saturday night live kind of thing. Just with raw. It's Monday night raw. Like that shit's funny. Uh, wrestling.
2: Yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, not, it's nothing about wrestling being a variety show. It doesn't have to all just be like super serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, that's what that's like one of my favorite things that I, I would enjoy. It's like a guilty pleasure it was uh, anything involving our truth for yeah. years, that oh man is fucking hilarious. I hate, I actually hate how funny he is because he's actually a, a pretty damn good wrestler. And that, and the man ha, looks like he's 20 still, and he's like in his 50s. He looks great, and he'll never Black get no the half like that. Yeah, seriously, though, <laughs> he, looks great. He, he looks younger. He's, he's Benjamin Button or some shit, but he's uh, I don't know, it, it's weird. He will never get his due. And I'm not one of those, like, stands that's like, oh, he's been working in the business for a long time. Give him a pity belt. No, none of that bullshit. Like, he actually probably really could have had a push to do it, but he was so damn funny, he put himself in the camp of, well, you're just going to be doing this the rest of your life. But respect, I bet the man has been paid well. I bet he's happy. I wish him all the best because I cannot get enough of a man. He's funny as fuck when he's on he's, TV.
1: Unfortunately, he, he's had a rough time recently, too. He, like, fucking broke both of his legs or some shit. Oh, TV. damn. Damn.
0: Yeah, yeah, shit. No, that's rough. I i kind of don't mind because Ron uh, his name is Ron Killings, right?
2: Yeah. 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 Funny enough, he was in our intro. Yeah. Uh old uh uh fucking Lou Gehrig there was just losing his fucking mind over it. <laughs> uh for those that don't know, Lou Gehrig's disease is ALS. That's that's what uh that's that's what he has. I feel a little bad now about that. But he couldn't even rip that fucking t-shirt. Did he have early signs then?
1: What's up with that? It was mm. too tight. He, did you see him? He was he was huge
0: yeah
2: yes. oh well anyway <laughs> but, but, but yeah wrong killings
0: yeah like i don't care if he had like a comedic like i was actually rooting for him not because i'm you know john cena sucks all that stuff he he i i get he's there for the business but like i still wanted to see our truth when he was doing the whole little jimmy gimmick like oh I, my I,
1: god I, yes it was I, the best. I love when he seceded from the WWE and he was wearing like a Confederate uniform. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> just, the, whole, yeah. the whole crazy R-Truth era was like amazing. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh man. But if you haven't noticed, we haven't got to the first match and yet, uh, because it's pretty much Razor Ramon versus Bastion Booger. Because usually there's a trend. Usually when the first match of Raw is the main event <laughs> it's like it's it's a banger of a match uh now i'm not blaming razor ramon it's pretty much this piece uh, this fat piece of shit <laughs> that Damn. in like the first part of the match because the first part of the match i'm like man like razor's trying but it's so it doesn't look really good at all and i think to the point razor's like fuck this if i have to lift this fat fuck to do a razor's edge uh, I'm gonna try. <laughs> See, I thought it was the
1: opposite. I thought, I thought you know, Razor knew what he was getting into, and he's like, Well, there's not much I can do with him, so he just kind of coasted through the match.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. that's the impression I got.
2: Hear me out. I, I noticed the last couple of weeks they get Razor on TV, he's still like wrestling capable, and they, and they, you know, they're doing like live shows and stuff frequently and everything. I, I almost wondered at this point, like he's not like seriously hurt or anything, but I wondered if he had some type of minor injury or aggravation that affected him doing the razor's edge. So they were doing things intentionally to book him in situations where he didn't have to, like, there's no way he would do it. So he wouldn't put himself in a spot where he would actually hurt himself or make it worse. Maybe. I mean That's, he, that's my brief doc talk, and I'm a total conjecture. I don't know, but it, it, there were a couple matches we've watched where that's happened Uh Although, there was the one where he, he finished the match without it and then did it after the fact. But uh, there were a couple matches there where he's he's just not done it. He's
1: mm-hmm. he's had a couple matches before even when he was still a heel where he mm-hmm. didn't finish with that move either. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd finish him with, like, the back suplex or he'd mm-hmm. choke slam a guy and that would
0: be it.
2: Yeah.
1: But,
0: well, I mean... I won't like I said I'm not gonna blame Razor because yet yeah, like you said Zach he's he's just going with the flow and and get to the finish brother, uh, but man like them having to do Bash and Booker running and it looks like it was like forced because like Vince wanted to you know make fun of him more uh, on commentary uh, and, and it's funny by the way at like Bobby Heenan usually he's on the bad guy side but because he's fucking so horrendous and fat and and smelly and sticky and all that stuff he's like oh he he should win but man is that grease coming off of him it's <laughs> grease. bastion booger looks like the
2: show my 600 pound life and a flex tape advert in the middle of the night had a fucking baby and put it in television and that <laughs> shit didn't even exist yet so time travel's real and bastion
1: booger's proof the most unnerving thing about his appearance to me is like his peach boots <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, the it's like the whole presentation of him is, like, it looks like he's wearing, like, a duct tape singlet or some shit. Yeah, yeah the, like, flex tape. That's, he's wearing the flex tape yeah, singlet. He's, wear, he's wearing a flex tape singlet. He's, like, fat and hairy and sweaty, and he's missing his front teeth, and he's, he's drooling, and he always makes that ah, ah, sound like when he breathes. Like, it's, like, a struggle for him to breathe. Yeah. And, like, he has peach boots. <laughs> It's just weird looking. It just bothered yeah. me. You know those videos?
2: I think we talked about this before in one of our episodes of uh, Big Trouble Little Podcast, which we do every Tuesday at 10 p.m. on all streaming platforms. You guys should check it out. Uh, and, and podcasting platforms. Anyway, uh, you know that those videos where they're like, hey, focus on this, and they have you focus on something going on, but then like a gorilla fucking moonwalks across the back, and you don't see it? Because you're yeah. like watching the basketball get passed around. That's that's Bastion Booger, his whole thing, and then he's got peach boots. I didn't even realize that until you just said it. <laughs> yes.
1: He's worn the whole time, but it's like this time for some reason it bothered me even more. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, what is what he has to have done, he picked these boots out on purpose.
3: <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: I For
2: did any like Pokemon fans. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll jump my Pokemon reference in a second. Uh, I was I'm I'm just gonna.
0: Tabs. I was just gonna say. I I kind of laughed when Razor Ramon was like playing with his man boobs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: was that funny. was that was really fucking
0: funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: you got mad. Right. <laughs> oh shit. That that was pretty funny. That was a good way to start the match. Hold on, I'm
1: I'm uh, I'm pulling up. What's uh, with his entrance year? music too? Like we never heard his entrance music before, and it sounded like something from like a fucking horror movie when he came out.
0: He, he did the whole <laughs> I'm the of man. <Boogerman."
1: laughs> yeah, then it was like you just heard like it was like 80s horror synth. Mm-hmm. Like something's coming to get you and then it was like <sighs> 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 like you just heard like heavy breathing or some shit. It, it was a bit haunting.
2: Uh, I'm going to post this for the, the boys here. You put, you put this up real quick up, up front for them because I don't have the posting powers. Uh, but if if that Pokemon were a real human being, it would put on the, the flex tape singlet and it would call up Vince McMahon in the nineties and be like, Hey, I want to wrestle for you. That's Garbodor, by the way, it's, it's just, they, they, they stopped getting creative. Trubbish, which is, which actually is kind of a funny name. Um, Trubbish, Trubbish little, little cute little trash Pokemon walking around like, Hey guys, I'm trash. I'm, I'm Oscar
0: hold, the Grouch, but worse. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta dis- describe this to people uh so it kind of looks like cookie dough but instead of the chocolate <laughs> chip there's like sprinkles in it and it looks like in one of his arms there's like cigarette buds that are just coming out right there uh and uh in his face instead of black face he has like a uh, green face but like with tentacles and shit uh I think that's
2: mold. it's the yeah. Re- yeah it's mold it's the reverse <laughs> singlet he's got the reverse
0: flex <laughs> type singlet
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, and th- he's got like a piece of string for his other arm
2: yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, I, th- I think that's like the the uh, paper, toilet paper roll after the toilet paper's off of it, Could a be. pipe cleaner. It could be a lead pipe. I don't know. That's Garbodor though. That's what Trubbish. Trubbish is. is cute little trash Pokemon. He, he evolves into Garbodor, which is literal fucking garbage. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, spoilers. He's poison type. Uh, but uh, yeah, that if that were a real human, that'd be Bastian Booger. Well, you need to catch show. one.
1: In one of your Pokemon games, and call him Booger. It's, it just seems <laughs> like you have to do this now.
2: Oh, I got I do you one better. I I actually did recently catch one in the game that I uh, had been playing, and I named him Bastion. There it is. Because Booger's too on the nose. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, but I want people to know clearly where I'm going. This is a wrestling gimmick. Or Again. you can
1: like you have both. You know how you're like one of those trainers that has like every version of like the Pokemon. You have uh, the, the first one, Bastion, and then the other one's Booger.
2: Yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> uh, I got one last thing to talk about Pokemon. I'm going to capture a Machamp in fucking the Pokemon game, and I'm going to call him Lance Archer because he wishes he was a champ. Um, <laughs> so. oh, oh, shit. That's,
2: don't, don't hate him, my boy. F- Goro if <laughs> will fucking rip your arms off, man. You ever <laughs> seen that video, Goro and Machamp fight to the death? No. guess what? Goro fucking dies, it's brutal. I'll send you that shit later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can't fucking win. You will mess with Pokemon, man. He's a hungry boy. Uh, anyway, we'll move on to actual wrestling now, all right? Although, I mean, this match is long, but I, I felt like the actual pace of the match was fine. Like, uh, Basically, Razor starts off early with some rushdown. I mean, for what he can do, Booger is is doing booger things where he's heavy breathing when he gets hit down, but he yeah. manages to get to, to kind of overwhelm yeah. Razor. I think there's a spot like what, two minutes in where he rolls out of the ring and he's, he is huffing and puffing and shit. Uh, yeah. I, oh yeah. That's whenever the straps have to come off. Cause he's like something with his tit or something's going on. And I was actually losing my mind when this happened. Sorry. I know I'm, <laughs> doing, I'm taking your spot with the play by play, but I, I promise it's worth it. It's I, I was pissing myself when uh, Bobby Heenan's talking about what his, his fucking outfits made of and the straps and stuff. Um, I don't even really remember what the, the actual comment was. It was just, he brought up something about he's wearing this like gray stringy thing. Yeah, he's pulling it around his, his under boob. Uh, that's actually Vince like saying something about it. And then uh, he's like, what is that anyway? And then Bobby's like, what, you never seen anything like that. You, you must like get around or something. <laughs> it's like yeah. sometimes. <laughs> uh, uh we
0: regret. also we also got this uh the the story throughout the whole fucking show about Bobby Heenan's birthday party. Uh mm-hmm. to the oh, part yeah,
1: everybody's gonna be there.
0: Everybody, even Hillary Clinton's gonna be there. It, by the way, we need to like if we ever somehow we're in the same house or whatever watching wrestling and we decide to watch nineteen ninety three wrestling when Bobby Heenan become uh like Announcer, let's have a fucking drinking game. How many times he fucking says Hillary Clinton? Because we'd be fucking dead uh, <laughs> watching a marathon of 1993. I don't
2: want to die. Yeah, I don't want to die. But I, I just make it the eternal rule of from now on. While reviewing this show, I, if I'm, if I am in a place where I'm, it's capable for me to drink. You know, it's not 11 and I'm about to go to work or something. I, I'll drink. I'll pop a beer open. and I'll take a drink every time I hear Hillary Clinton. I'll keep a tally because <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, he also said Chevy Chase. I thought this was funny because not- 1993 Chevy Chase isn't doing a lot because che- uh, for people that don't know, Chevy Chase, funny man, uh, you know, was part of National Lampoon's, did a lot of comedy back in the day. Took a big
3: gap.
2: Yeah, I was getting there. He took a bit of a break from things, came back, did Community, which is a great show, but then he kind of got pushed and muscled out of that because he's a giant asshole. Uh, so that all being said, uh Bobby Heathen drops his name and says Chevy Chase will be there. And Vince McMahon's a Chevy Chase. Like I like he's like flabbergasted that he would come to it. And he's like, Yeah, what else is he gonna do? He's got nothing <laughs> better to do. That's <laughs> like I oh, just roasted Chevy Chase. Uh, yeah, It's just oh the commentary on this this particular show, the commentary was great. It, it was good on the other one too, but Bobby just had so many good zingers this whole
1: episode. he did. Uh, let's see where we're at here. Uh, he's out there, he's breathing hard and shouting. Mm -hmm. He he gets back in the ring after, like, he takes Razor, he throws his back into the apron a couple times, and Razor, like, kind of sells it a little bit. He's like, Oh, Chico, and he rolls back in the ring. (laughs) Oh, Chico. (laughs) Uh, and then Booger. They exchange blows for a bit, and Booger actually does a front slam. He picks a guy up like he's going to do something. He just falls on him. <laughs> he gets two. And then Razor gets up, punched a few times. Then Booger puts him in a bear hug a few times with some very half-hearted selling where Razor's going, ah, man.
3: <laughs> <And it>
1: just... <laughs> but he busts out. He goes for the razor's edge, but Booger backdrops him out of it. And then Booger does the teabag pin where he's, you're a fat guy, you just land on somebody with your nutsack. And that couldn't have been comfortable. <laughs>
2: hit, hit, hit him with that, that halo front pose before red versus blue is even a thing.
1: <laughs> but uh, Razor somehow reverses it and gets the three. Hey, and that props. was it.
2: Okay, I know I shit on Booger all the time, but props to him for having enough agility to get his legs like set up so that they could do that spot because like, like literally i could imagine that spot being hard just in general like to kind of like move uh but he was able to like move his legs in a way wide enough that razor was able to wrap his his legs back around and then flip him over yeah. I, I just thought it was kind of real it was a cool spot it was, or or rather rather not his, his uh, legs his hands he did he pulled his hands over um so, never mind. I think back what I said. That was that was all Razor being athletic. So, yes. <laughs> fuck Booger. I don't know. Like, I told you, he looks like a pile of garbage, so I don't know what limbs are his and what limbs aren't when he's laying on people. You gotta now, find the peach
0: boots. That's where you know. Yeah, you gotta find the beach boots. That's right. I think Bash and Booger, though, like, after he got pinned, I'd never seen a fat man like go so quick because he, he got was,
1: he rolled out. He needed to go get his fucking oxygen tank. He was dying. <laughs> like,
2: goddamn. Oh no, that man was about to shit himself because he ate seventy eight <laughs> fucking hot dogs before he went out there. <laughs> it's raw, it's raw, and he gets back out there and he shit his pants. They're like, what? "What's going on?" And he's blowing out of the bathroom, and they're like, "Is he okay?" And he's going, "It's raw, it's, it's raw." raw. <laughs> his, his anus <laughs> is raw now. But um, ching.
0: um. I, I was a little because Vince always does this thing where if someone's eating like a lot of food before a match, they usually like vomit, like puke, puke and stuff. <laughs> puke, Do it. He's going to puke. <laughs> I think
1: Bobby Aiden also did a deep cut during this match when they was talking about food and he said something about like make a turkey sandwich, hold the mayo. Apparently that, that's a deep cut on Vince. <laughs> Vince has really particular things about food that he gets. He's like, "I hate no, I hate mayonnaise. No ketchup." And so, yeah. he, whenever he, they would go to like some fucking deli when they'd write TV, and always say, "Turkey sandwich, mustard, hold the mayo. That's all you get."
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <it's laughs> like the whole thing with the burrito. Burritos don't exist. They're steak wraps. You just get steak and lettuce and tomato and no no condiments. Dude. <laughs> Man, I didn't know that. I didn't catch the deep cut though. I just, you know, sometimes like it's, that's what's so funny about. Uh, it's what makes Heenan so great. Just finds little ways to put little little jabs and digs in there, people. And I, I love the whole goal of being a commentator in this. The, the the true color commentating. Like Heenan is so good at his job. He doesn't actually have to do his job. His actual job is like the side quest of can I get Vince to laugh on national television. He's yeah. just trying to get Vince a corpse in front of everybody when he's not supposed to. So that's all he does is just say random shit, but it's great because he's so naturally good at his job anyway. He's just doing both at the same time.
3: Yes. He,
0: he trips Vince, though. You could tell because he's like, what? What did mm-hmm. you say? <laughs> like, repeat yourself? <laughs> and then he'd repeat, and he's like, yeah.
3: <laughs> and,
1: that, and Honestly, that's that's a testament to him because Vince is really hard to get to the break mm-hmm. on, on camera. Like, like, yeah. Traditionally, that's been every story I've heard about him. I
2: mean, mm-hmm. you can also tell too when, if, if there's like a, a good stretch of time, like several seconds where Vince has not said or made any type of like grunt or anything where he's just not said it, a word at all, um, or there's like any silence briefly, it's definitely because he's like trying to hold himself together. <laughs> Like you catch it like that, and he'll he'll say, "Oh, what?" And then like four or five really? seconds goes by before another word is said, and then he kind of has to fill in the dead air. And it's because Vince's over there just holding shit together. <laughs> See, he's human too. Yeah, damn it. I'm not, yeah, I mean, again, it, it doesn't.
1: We all pay women there to, to shut the fuck up when we have sex with
2: him. It's it's not a big deal. He does what yeah, we all do. It's totally normal. I do I'm, what humans do.
0: I'm pretty sure he <laughs> yeah. held the mayo. Um,
2: yeah, somebody was holding yeah. his mayo <laughs> he, he didn't hold the mayo but he definitely made them sign a contract and said he held the mayo
1: whoa <laughs> so whoa. final thoughts no chemistry Razor seemed checked out not good at least it was under 10 minutes 3.8 out of 10 <laughs> wow it was, fucking, it was boring it was slow you know, okay,
2: so if, if I take a step back, I, I definitely wasn't even paying attention to, like, that, that is one thing about uh, wrestling is if your commentary is distracting from the match because they're more entertaining than whatever you're actually doing there or you're showing on television, it doesn't necessarily mean they're doing a bad job. It's just your wrestling should be keeping up with it. Like no mm-hmm. one's going out of their way to outdo the wrestlers, but like you said, they're boring. And I realized I was entertained during this, but it had nothing to do with the match. So oh, yeah, I, I initially, <laughs> yeah, I initially put a five uh, for this match, but I, I'm gonna step it down. I'll I'll, I'll stick to a four, because uh, knowing that now is like, oh yeah, actually, most of my entertainment came from just Bobby like just
1: ribbing <laughs> you, everybody. You zoned out just listen to Bobby and Vince. Yeah I, I autistically paid attention to this match. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean I, I watched it. It's like you know you sometimes you hear something
2: but you weren't listening. Like I watched it but I didn't take it in. Like I know but now that we're talking about it it's like oh yeah that match didn't kind of stink. But I mean what I didn't expect anything anyway. I a five to me is like a five for Booger is like an eight
1: for you know your average wrestler so, he's had be- he's had better matches than this, I'll say that.
2: He has, and I don't and I'm not saying anything bad about the man. Like he's the one stuck with the gimmick. Like that's
1: that. I
2: don't I mean, know. He, it, he
1: was Friar Ferguson for like a brief stint. That was fucking stupid, though.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, at Apparently. least his
1: booger, he's like kind of over. <laughs> I,
2: like I, I I wish they would have done some, like a tie-in between the two. And been like he he decided fuck god, he forsake god and went to gluttony to for food addiction. He's like fucking (laughs) (laughs) cheeseburger. There's only one god, Ronald Ronald. (laughs) McDonald.
0: He was probably a skinny man like by a bridge, and then there came the devil and said, What are you doing? I'm not the greatest wrestler. Oh, I'll give you a gimmick. I know a gimmick when I see one, (laughs) (laughs) when I smell one. So Vince told him. He's got a passionate.
2: nose for gimmicks. Yeah. Mitz has a nose for gimmicks. Well, he's got something for gimmicks. I, I think it's an erection. Uh,
0: but would you would you give uh, the match again a rating? Four. He, four? He, he gave it a four after he listened to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, one, little, <laughs> two, little, three, little, four, little chases.
0: I was not generous. Like I said, with, with Razor and stuff, but like... I was like you, Chaz. I was listening to more fucking Bobby Heenan talking about like fucking uh, Chevy Chase and everything and all about the birthday parties. Uh, And Razor, like literally the the few seconds of the match where he gets the pin is where I'm like, yes, it's over. And that's the reason, because it's over. So I gave this a 2.5 out of 10. Whoa,
3: shit. Okay,
2: (laughs) hold on. I don't know if I can let this stand now. (laughs) There's no way that we can leave a match... That with Bastion Booger in it, and I had the highest rating for it.
1: <laughs> it I mean, mine's, right. mine's just .2 points off from yours. It's, we're, we're in the ballpark. Dubs is like, fuck this. All right, yeah, yeah cool. All
2: right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deduct mine further to three and three quarters because I need the world. To, it's like whenever you go to a fast food place and your order comes up and it's 666 and the girl there panics because she's like, I might be pregnant and I don't want this to turn into the devil's baby. So she gives you the 10% discount even though you don't work there. You know Sweet. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. T- team pregnancy. We need more. Uh, what? It, I, let's we keep going. I, I yeah. It keeps me in a
1: job. It's fine. We, we get keep some uh, <laughs> hellish graphics next and screaming in pain. And then it's like Survivor <laughs> Series Report with Todd Pettengill. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, love, I, I
2: love this graphic every time. It's, it's that weird construction. Like it it kind of looks like a, a building, like a construct, like a building that's being constructed with the beams. But then it kind of also looks like, uh, like the architecture <laughs> in a roller coaster.
1: But then it you feels, just are like, <laughs> ah! it feels <laughs> like a promo for Mortal Kombat Conquest. Like when you're in the fucking Nether Realm or some shit. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Crypt with a K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? This reminds me of. It's like, what the fuck is this? It's like we're in 1993 and they're doing like hellish. Pain and misery program.
0: Survivor Series, like, usually what they'll do is like they'll keep it festive in the way with like turkeys and shit. And I'm like, watching this, I'm like, wait, I get it. Survivor Series is like a bunch of men fighting, but why is it so spooky, this fucking transition? Because only
1: the the strongest survive, Mm -hmm. just like in the original olden times of Thanksgiving.
0: And because it was so red and stuff, like, the first thing that came to mind... You remember that Chainsaw game on fucking Nintendo Wii? Like, it was, like, Mad black... World. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, like, black
2: and white, and it's all only red as blood and stuff like yeah, that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, man, am I watching graphics of Mad World? And Even though I know that, like, came out later, obviously. But... And then it, like... <laughs> and then it, like, goes to a crane with the fucking Survivor Series, and it kind of looks like the crane that the uh, fucking... uh Regal, I'm a man. Like He's a man's man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I'm like, sexual, what? baby. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, thank God it's yeah. not.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, thank God it's not that fucking stupid reporter who acts fucking uh, the guy who's going to win. Not uh, Sean
1: Mooney. I keep thinking he's Sean Mooney. It's not him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie,
2: guys. I think there might have been drugs in that meet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't feel sick. I just I, I just feel off. I've not had caffeine, no, no booze, nothing. So, People are like, man, he's lively today. I, I ate something <laughs> funny, is what fucking happened. Todd Fettingill yeah, is also wearing uh the the deep cut. He's wearing the uh Aladdin nineteen ninety-two film from Disney. He's wearing the genie tie, the Robin Williams genie tie. Most,
1: most importantly, he's got the one earring. You know what that means, right?
2: Oh, on the left, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah,
1: so, like, he's, like, hes it's code for something. Anyway.
0: <laughs> he's <bi. laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, He starts talking about a fucking boxing pay-per-view that's getting ready to happen for some reason, anyway. and he makes, like, an unfunny joke about, like, holding the t-shirt backwards
3: mm-hmm. for the
1: boxing pay-per-view that has nothing to do with the World Wrestling Federation. And I was like, what? why the fuck did Vince let this go?
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't. Was this the same one he also talks about, the Tatanka joke? Or is that I the think, next? is this the next one, next episode.
1: I think he did it here too. Uh,
2: yeah, he he makes the brief thing is like, even though Bobby Heaney would like you to think, it what he said is correct. It is Native American, not that engine. And I was like, shit, you said that on TV in nineteen ninety three. Well, hot damn, good for you, I guess. Yeah, well, that threw me off. I was like, okay. And then he did. He actually, yeah, he said that first, and then segued to the the unfunny T-shirt bit. And I am like, they're just trying to get this kid, kid murdered. You can't walk out of the streets; and get stabbed.
1: Um, let's see, Petting Zoo goes on about the Survivor Series matches, like Petting with Zoo. the fucking foreign <laughs> fanatics and the All Americans, and I, I can't—I still can't believe they're called the Ford fanatics. It's just funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> <It> just,
3: <laughs>
1: and then just segues right into Vince being in the ring with him, and Jim Cornette's there doing a promo, and he has an amazing Dick Tracy and suit on
2: dude oh, to
1: to go back real
2: quick they they do touch on an important highlight in his petting zoo spot um, about Tatanka being out and the the reason why Tatanka is hurt and they keep talking about him is because he got his ass beat and he got jumped by the, the Borga and the Fanatics and they like beat him up, and then Lex tried to come out like 10 minutes later because what was he doing? I guess he had to finish his coloring book in the back first before he came out <laughs> and help. So then he gets tackled by uh, the Canadians. Uh, and <laughs> oh, he does. He, like, I know, yeah, it's <laughs> funny <on> the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> like those, those Canadians come out and say, oh, not you, eh? And they just tackle him. It's a shitty tackle. And they hold him back, kind of, uh, and uh, Tatanka gets hurt. But more importantly, Tatanga took his first loss. So this man had mm-hmm. what a near two year or, or year uh, winning streak, and they just blew it on this. Like they are putting so much on Borga right here. Man, you talk about missing the boat completely. Like, wrong guy. This was the wrong guy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The wrong guy. What were you gonna man. say Dubs? Yeah, no, sorry. I, I just roll with that.
0: No, it's. <laughs> Uh, the We call Jim Cornette. What I love about his promos is like he does his homework, dude, because when he took that like passage about like fucking <laughs> like your land, like essentially your land is being taken pretty much Um because he's like America, the Indians, you're done or something along that line.
1: Yeah. He, he t- said like if, there's a line at the end of this Agatha Christie novel and he, he quotes it. It's just like, and then there were none. Like, how many people got that? Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come back
2: to that anyway because I I can't remember if that was was that on this show later or was that on the was that on the next show whenever Cornette comes out and talks.
1: No, this, that this was show. that was this one.
2: It was on this. It just uh, later yeah. on. So because I wanted to bring up something about about how Cornette saves that spot, but I know it comes up later on. But I mean, we can talk about it now. But it's, I think well, it's well, we're we're on it right now. Yeah.
0: Are you time
1: traveling? I get. I (laughs) told you, man. I I ate some funny ass meat. What happened? Cause like the the hellish like Survivor Series report with Todd Pedigree just segues right into this like it, it just goes like that okay. like yeah I got you I thought perfect and
2: executioner happened first and then we got into this but you guys you're nope. right you yeah. time traveled
1: you went forward a little bit
2: I did man I'm I'm just sitting here waiting for Hogan in '96 when he he tries to go find the dungeon of doom I was the third man brother
0: <laughs> it was gonna be me we'll be going to bunch of truck brother um. Dude, yeah, this fucking segment, like, one, again, Yokozuna, like, that man, his the way his legs are spread out during everybody's fucking promos, of him not breaking character once, only to turn around when Johnny Polo is holding the fucking microphone, or Vince, saying... Penzi! and I'm like, fuck yeah! Like, in my opinion, I was like, I was happy for that. I was happy for Jim Cornette, like literally saying they're we're gonna just like the Americans we're gonna like exterminate you as well. <laughs> 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 and and to, it's just wild to see fucking Jim Cornette fucking raving in the ring, and then uh Harvey was it Harvey no uh, Fuji uh, Fuji he yeah. was
1: there, and so was mm-hmm. fucking Johnny Polo. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny and Polo.
0: Fucking Canadians, man. Where, uh, like, the I, Pierre, I guess, whatever his fucking name is. Jacques
1: and Pierre.
0: Yeah. The guy, like, is, like, slapping Yoko Zuna. And that, that's why I was like, he didn't break character once, <laughs> Yoko. No. He, like, fuck your. He, like, looked at it, too. He, like, what are you doing there, brother? Yep,
2: Yoko Ta- can't break Yoko. Time traveling again. But how the fuck did Vince think it was a good idea to have a, a gimmick of Bastion Booger whenever his champion is twice his size? What? Yokozuna is so much fatter than Bastion Booger. And he's like, also it, a better wrestler. He's, and he's a better wrestler. And he's intimidating. <laughs> like, he's a better Bastion Booger than Bastion Booger is.
1: Well, Bastion Booger's just a holdover from the previous generation. And I don't know. He yeah. just wanted to keep him. He can be in the mid card. Yokozuna is not going to be in the mid card. He's too fucking shiny and new to be. I and guess. and good, and good. I guess that's true. So the mid has got to have their big fat guy that they need to beat. <laughs> uh. It's not Bam Bam. Bam Bam's fat, but you can't count him as being like you know an immobile fuck. No, because so. Bam Bam can
2: fucking moon salt and vault off of shit and everything. Man, can fucking move, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's why he's got flames on his head. Um, yeah. but uh,
1: <laughs> Turbo. Turbo
0: yeah. flames. <laughs> I tell you the what though the part of this fucking segment that made me go motherfucker just let Jim Cornette speak for you is uh-huh. Borga. Uh, oh <laughs> like yeah. it, he dude, he he was pretty much said the same shit that he always does. The American dream will die, will die, and I'm like, okay, you can't like,
1: read and write. I will fu- defeat Scott Steiner because he can't read or write. What does it have to do with him fighting him? Like, there's plenty of people that can't fucking read or write, and they whip somebody's fucking ass. It's stupid. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, I mean, based on
2: how he talks, he sounds like he can't read and write. So I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he kind of does. Like, if you didn't know what, what Lou Morgan looked like, and you heard him give this promo, and someone asked you to describe how he looks, the first thing you'd say, well, his eyes are
1: fucking crossed.
2: Cause that's how he sounds. He sounds like his eyes are crossed. Cause he's, he, sounds he, like sounds an,
1: he sounds like he sounds like an AI generated Brock Lesnar promo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, <I don't> <laughs> like, you know how like with the, the AI arts, like the hot thing right now. And it all looks like fucking fake as shit. It's like soulless and they can't draw fingers. They're like yeah. fucked up, weird wavy things. This is an AI generated wrestling program. Pro- like promo maker. That's what he is.
0: Borga is a fucking Stretch Armstrong. Like, every time I look at that motherfucker, I'm like, you could make that motherfucker into a Stretch Armstrong and call it a day. And I'm pretty you know, sure that's what Vince probably thought. I could merchandise this guy.
1: I keep saying if that guy would just shut up, I don't know why he doesn't have a manager, and just let somebody talk for him. He's solid in the ring. He's like a big guy that can work pretty good for his size mm-hmm. for, for back then. Like yeah. I don't know. They, they just keep wanting him to talk, though, and he's fucking terrible at it. Yeah, just don't let him talk.
2: And it's so easy. You have so many great people that can talk for him. I mean, again, Cornette saves it because Cornette jumps back in, and Cornette even kind of, like, gives a little jab. Like He's like, yeah, and that's all great and all, but the- <laughs> 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 he just tries to
1: dismiss everything he said. It's, like, <laughs> it's <laughs> the equivalent of, like, good good for you, son. <laughs> Oh, bless him. Anyway, <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> I can just imagine Jim Cornette in his like monologue in his head. He's like, you motherfucker, stupid fucking promo. Give me that fucking microphone. <laughs> and then oh his, he's like, yeah, whatever he said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, OK segment. It was just nice to see Jim Cornette. He, he always saves. It? yeah, he always saves it. Uh, uh, video me- package of Borga and Scott Steiner.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and then we get into the the spot where Chaz time traveled forward, so now now we're caught up to him. (laughs) Mr. Perfect versus the Executioner, and I just want to say, we've seen the Executioner before, but it finally hit me. How can you be a guy named the Executioner and never win? (laughs) <laughs> like, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> it's not threatening at all. Like,
2: so I didn't remember if we'd seen him or not, but I've I really, really like the 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 Dollar General Zorro cosplay with <laughs> with the fact that his name is the Executioner, but like most of this match he spent being held in like locked positions where he's like ah, ah! ah! <laughs> The executioner <laughs> being tortured. <laughs> <He's>
1: being <laughs> <trying>. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the executioner was being tortured by Mr. Perfect. <laughs> so
2: in some weird it's way, fun. I found I found a way to enjoy this because Mr. Perfect's like smiling and grinning and he's just and uh, to be fair, like the executioner finds ways out of it. Like there are several spots where he like finds a way to like pull like a, an underhanded move where the ref doesn't see it or an eye poke or something and gets out of it. But then yeah. Perfect just goes right back to
1: it. And just It beats the hell out of this guy. He gave him a hip toss, too, which is a pretty good hip toss. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Dude, I love this slapping. Like, when every time he, like, <laughs> he, he would, like, t- start counting in three, like, get up and just slap him. I My favorite part is watching the people's faces just, like, laugh every time he does it because, you know, Mr. Yeah. Perfect is, I, I think at this point, Mr. Perfect is just, like, I know this is a squash match, but I just want to have some fun. So let me do this. Pretty
1: much. That, that was the best part of the match, honestly. Is we put him in that Indian deathlock thing. And yeah, it's like well, you, you lay down to relieve the pressure. It's kind of like the figure four. We're doing the figure four. If you lay flat on your back, it's supposed to relieve the pressure on your legs, but you can get pinned that way. Yeah. So he has to get up and when he gets up, it's like Chaz was saying, he's oh and then he just goes <laughs> and then he just falls right back down. <laughs> and he does that like three or four times and it's like it just gets funnier every time he does it.
0: <laughs> I like the hot uh, mic the hot mic sometimes because like when they're uh like when he finally got to the ropes the executioner, all you hear the executioner get him off me <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> and then, like he's yeah. like I think he made I think Heenan made a thing. I don't know if it's this or another match where, like he could have put five more seconds to put some pressure on there, but that might have been a de- another match.
1: I think it was a different match, yeah. um there's not really much to this other than what we were talking about. Like after this spot, we were talking about where he ties him up like that. He just keeps like pretzeling this guy and even like tries to make him eat his own foot. That was really fucking funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he just hits like the perfect plex and fucking beats him. Ah, Perfect plex is so beautiful. And then I'm just like, what are they doing with Mr. Perfect? It kind of just feels like they don't they don't have anything for him right now. Like he's just kind of there.
0: Well, they have no Sean. Oh, wasn't it supposed to be like a Sean Michaels and, and Mr. Perfect feud that like spawned since last mania?
2: Well, the guys yeah. had like he's had a shit run of things the last couple of years in the company, right? Because he's, uh, they went back and because he he recently came back, right? He was there, he left, and then he came back to the WWF. Is that right?
1: No, he was. He's been there. It's just that uh, he got politicked by Hogan, and it kind of like put him down the card for a little while again. And, oh,
2: okay, I, I yeah, you're right. He doesn't go to WCW. Like until later, like for the first time. I for some Mid-90s. reason I was thinking he may, I, yeah, for some reason I was thinking he he may have briefly had already been over, uh but it wasn't him. Uh, but oh, I know why I'm thinking that. it's because Flair Flair was the one with perfect. That, that's why I, I was getting it confused. He and Flair were having their program together where he was like kind of with him, um, but yeah, and there like was said,
1: a per- there was a period too where he wasn't working. That's because he was injured. And he, he became more like a manager while he was injured.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember. He There was, like, that management thing. Because it was like, who is he going to manage? Um, I remember this because I was watching it. was where I was watching the um, – I watched a shit ton of stuff in 92 for some reason, and that binge thing. I watched the SummerSlam, and then I watched uh, the Rumble uh, and some other stuff. So there's, like, a spot where he's, like – Flair and someone else are, are fighting to find out who Mr. Perfect's going to manage. Like whoever wins gets him as a manager or something. I, I can't remember, but uh, nevertheless, uh, yeah, he didn't really get his due here. And he, like, like you said, he got out politic. Uh,
3: I think sucks. Dubs,
1: I think Dubs is right though about that thing with Sean. I forgot because it, they had their match at SummerSlam finally. Mm-hmm. And it ended kind of like squiffy. Like it wasn't decisive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they had, make you think This is going to go on.
2: Well, they had a, uh, we, we reviewed it. They had like a banger match on, uh, raw, but yeah, it's it like the role after
1: too. like that. They mm-hmm. continue that trend where it's like, well, the match on paper wasn't very good, but then the match on raw is fucking better. Yeah. <laughs> match on match on raw was really
2: good. It just got ended in a hokey way. I think it was a count out, right? Is that weird count out thing that happened? Like yeah. Did, like, Diesel involved. was fucking
1: with him and he got counted out or something razor. Yeah. yeah.
2: Diesel got involved and he, he got counted out or something, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I guess that's what they're waiting for then for him to come back. But then we know that doesn't really work out either because Razor and Sean kind of take off in the next couple months. Spoilers, but
0: yeah, uh, I, I think it's just momentum died for him um, with the whole Sean Michaels thing. Um, and now he's just floating around. He's probably like, God damn it. Why did I get politic by fucking Hogan, brother? Just-
2: I mean just think though Hogan, this is a post Hogan WWF you're Vince McMahon and you have you have Kurt Henning like in his prime no less basically and you're like no no let's let's give all the time to to Ludwig Borga
1: hmm. <laughs> What? Yeah. Why can't we have Hill perfect fight, you know, babyface Brett or something again or something?
2: That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we need. Missing all um, the the big the like the big names that really carried the company through those those live shows.
1: Yeah, I was th- I was just thinking about that though, and I'm like, you know, honestly, like for him it being in the babyface position right now, there's not that many heels he can face that w- make sense for like the his level of clout and the position he's in. Uh, it's like the main event's tied up. He, I mean, Luger's the one that's going at Yokozuna right now. There's like nobody else. <laughs> There's Bam Bam Bigelow. I don't know, but he's like pretty yeah. firmly mid card.
2: You're ready for you're ready for some fantasy booking. I'm a time travel. I'm gonna fix all this. The time travel to, to retcon all of Mister Perfect stuff. You know, Mister Perfect's doing his thing where he is perfect and he's so great, and he runs into Papa Shango. Papa Shango curses him, and the curse makes him unlucky. So then everything he goes for just doesn't work out. And he goes through a string of like really like just bad luck where he loses matches over bullshit. And he gets in a real, real down spot. And I, I don't know. I don't know how they would turn it around or how they would get them involved. But he finds they find some way to turn the luck around. Um, thankfully, we, we don't have Hornswoggle yet. So we didn't go that
1: route. But, well, he drinks uh, and drives, and then he gets a DUI, and he meets The Undertaker because he got knocked unconscious <laughs> in his car accident, and that ma- that makes him turn his life around. There it he is. he had, like, a near-death experience. It was like a Christmas carol thing.
2: Look at you I'll also just, just like, kind of segueing into things for later. But, yeah, that there we go. The, the, the DUI Undertaker saves <laughs> Kurt Henning, and then, and then he goes on to win the, the championship. There it is. We did it. There. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. <laughs>
0: Squash matches, right? This is a squash. for that not like reviewing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a long
2: ass totally squash, though. Right? I'm reading here four minutes fifty-one seconds. It was a long squash, but yeah, I didn't I didn't read it. <laughs>
0: uh J E double Double T promo. Um yeah. Talking about politics.
1: He's talking about the corrupt country music politics, and he's in front of Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. And I've been there. I was there. Yeah, I've
2: also been there.
1: It looks the same. It hasn't yeah. changed. Um, like most it, of Nashville. So it's gotten more preppy, like since then. But uh, mm. and he starts talking about all these these funny Italian people they let into the country music. <laughs> he says Billy Ray Cyrus, who can't sing or dance with those buggy whip arms, and i fucking <laughs> cracked up. <laughs> <laughs> And then he, he says uh there's another funny Italian guy I'd like to slap the taste out of Razor Ramone and called him fucking Italian. <laughs> yeah, called Italian I laughed I laughed
2: pretty fucking hard at that. I was like, isn't is he supposed to be Cuban? Puerto Rican Ah, Chico and <laughs> he calls him Italian <laughs> not not Italian Italian
1: <laughs> Italian
2: Yeah I got a problem with that other Italian he can't dance either <laughs> oh my god Jeff Jarrett is fucking gold I, I want to get him in the ring because these promos are starting to get like a bit long like we this is what like the fifth one and we're gonna get like the sixth one or something in a bit yeah. but they're funny as shit so like I'm, I'm really torn it's like I want to see him there but you keep touring all of, I got, I feel like he's just gonna tour every like every like landmark in Nashville Tennessee before he shows up on television and by that time Vince is like I ah, fuck it I've given up and he moves on <laughs>
1: Well, I think he debuts in the the first Raw of December is like when he actually has his first match.
3: Okay, so I figured we're, we're, it's
1: gonna be soon. Yeah, we're gonna get a couple more promos from him probably. Uh, uh, this I'm was okay with... this was funny though, and it's it's kind of similar to his other promos. And he talks about everybody else he's gonna beat and run through, and he's not gonna come back to Tootsie's because fuck Tootsie's.
0: Just I just. To I just love his gimmick, though. His gimmick is, like, I'm a country singer that, like, hates the fucking business, so I'm going to go to wrestling now. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's exactly what I was going to say. It's, like, no matter what he talks about or who he's going to smoke, like, he's, he's always talking about a different, like, set of wrestlers that he's going to come and beat up and he's going to become champion, but he always makes sure to get a deep, deep, like, layer of that backstory of how he was done wrong by the country music industry. <laughs>
1: and he's going he's gonna, to, like, use the WWF as a springboard to fuck off and take over. <laughs> it's
2: it's weird. I, I actually, even though this, this promo is really good and funny. I actually like the other one better, but we'll get to it. Me yeah. too. I, I laughed so fucking
3: hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get uh spoken guns versus well done with Harvey Whippleman, And I was like, I can barely remember. Well done. Like I, I can't like, I know they were a team, but I don't, fucking remember a thing about them. Yep, I don't know I, who they are. Yeah, see? <laughs> it's random mid-card tag team from WWF. Apparently, I, I looked this up because I was like, who the fuck are these guys? I just don't remember anything about them. Uh, and they used to work in the Pacific Northwest Wrestling Territory, and they also worked in the USWA, which was the merger of Continental Wrestling and World Class. That, that was the old Tennessee Territory. <laughs> Um, so that's why we don't really know them is cause they spent a lot of their time in the territories that were left and, uh, they never joined, like they never wrestled on WCW TV or AWA or anything like that. Somebody that had like a lot of TV coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> Billy Gunn starts off with Timothy. Well, and I'm like, that's a great name. Timothy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they could call him Tim. Well, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> and Steve Dunn stays on the apron. <laughs> um, let's see. I think Bart gets in there and then they're like hitting drop kicks and clotheslines and stuff. And they even hit like a sweet suplex crossbody t- tag team move. Like they do, like, they're, they do these like pretty cool double team moves for guys this size, you know? Mm hmm. And this goes on till Well Done takes over, and they take advantage with the ref back's turn. They get like a double hot shot thing. The ref doesn't see it. He cheated. And then Steve Dunn starts doing some shit. He hits good clothesline, and they start doing double team moves and getting heat. Then Bart comes back after a while, and he hits like a face buster and he tags Billy, and Billy just gets in there and does what Billy does. He always does cleanup. <laughs> he he does backdrop and.
0: He, he does it so well, by the way, like the cleanup that he does, like it's so smooth and like like compared yeah. to other people, like when when you watch other people try to clear the ring, like you can tell there's like a lag because like, oh, I got to get you. I got to get you out of a fucking ring. I got to do my moves and shit. It looks all janky, but Billy Gunn always fucking make makes it look good.
1: Yeah. And this is like early in his career, too. So it's like this is just something I guess he was just naturally good at <laughs> He's like, he'll hit a move on uh, Steve, and then Timothy's trying to come in the ring. He'll just go and punch him (laughs) just (laughs) to stop him. And then he gets like a flying clothesline, and he's like, it's over. He's going to end it. And then he goes to bounce off the rope, but then Harvey grabs his foot and causes him to face plant. But the referee saw it, so he, he disqualifies him. So the match ended, and they fight well done off, and that was it. (laughs)
2: yeah it's a weird weird finish because it's like i'm tired of seeing dqs and other random hokey finishes to matches that actually aren't squash matches but at the same time this it's kind of like a a refreshing thing to see just a a dq called in a natural way
1: that's the point i I made because i was like the ending kind of sucked a little bit but it established that you can get caught cheating and it can ruin a match for your clients because you always see the manager grab a guy's foot or whatever the fuck, and they never really get in trouble. They'll just throw them out. But the referee was like, fuck you, you all lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I,
2: I kind of liked it. And the other thing too is in this show, at least, there's no other like finish like this. Yeah. In, it's not like in our previous show, episode uh where every single fucking match in wcw in a pay-per-view no less finishes through some hokey bullshit like okay i this is fine like this is this tv where it's a little more forgivable yeah exactly yeah but less is more i just it's great that something much
0: it protects both uh, teams, in my opinion, because I guess because well done, obviously, I guess because they are with Harvey Wilpleman, they're going to be somewhat of a thing now. For they're a new for...
1: they're a new tag team, as far as I can tell. Here, <laughs> I yeah, guess yeah. Uh,
0: I guess essentially they're replacing the Steiners because the Steiners are on the way out, and Well Done's, I guess, coming in. Um, but it made the Smoking Guns look good. Well Done look, you know, good too because they're heels and that's how they do. They cheat. They they uh, didn't
1: definitively lose. They they uh, got. Thrown out. Mm-hmm.
0: So I know
2: that we hit we hit the beats of the, the actual match, and then we'll get to ratings. But we got to talk about the most important thing that happened during this match, which again goes to commentary. Whenever they're talking briefly about Harvey Whippleman and Vince McMahon, like not a subtle way, but kind of subtle, uh, I'm pretty sure calls Harvey Whippleman a pedophile.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Bobby heady like confirms that He says, "Yeah, uh, there's Harvey Whippleman." Uh, looks like he's still spending time in the JC children's department.
3: <laughs> I was like,
1: what? <laughs> no, that might that might have been a, a slight at his size. No, it but- was.
2: But <laughs> the way he, the way he said it, it sounds like he's he's saying he's like skizing around there. And then Bobby slides in and says, Well, yeah, he is kind of short and he's small and he's short. But then Vince like doubles down on it. He's like, Yeah, but he can shop. <laughs> He can shop in the men's section. Like he makes it seem like why is he buying his clothes in the children's section? I don't care how small he is. That's weird. And I was like, that's a that's a really weird thing to say in 1993. Oh my god.
0: Maybe he's like LARPing as a fucking child to get fucking molested like a child. That that's weird. Whoa. <laughs>
1: That's some Law & Order SVU shit right there. I that, wish I had yeah. the...
0: <laughs>
2: I, wish, I wish I had a button that's <laughs> a... Fun fact, that guy gets paid every time that, that noise gets made and that that man gets paid like an absurd amount of money every time that noise gets played on television. Apparently, uh, I can't remember where it was, but uh, they use it for some skit or something in one of the AEW segments and AEW, like uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, had to pay out like hundreds of thousands of dollars to get to use it the few times that they did it throughout oh the night when they did it. like that guy gets paid at like ass loads of money could change the lives of, of fucking full on like cities in, in, in townships through the money he makes through the sound of that noise. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you, you have a dream, just ding, ding, make sound effects. Yep. Yeah. Tie, to tie it up to to special victims unit.
0: I will not pay you though. I don't have that money um that's, that's why we make our own ding ding <laughs> yeah ding um so did you guys give this some uh a, a rating because
1: mm-hmm. i did i yeah. did
0: too um because again i think they were trying to make well done into an actual tag team and there was offense and defense on both sides uh i gave it a 5.2 out of 10.
2: okay yeah i i don't know this is kind of what i've used to kind of decide how i rate matches the first bar is the match needs to at least be five minutes long. Or even if it does end quickly, if the match was a very, like, it wasn't completely one sided. Like, if there was, like, a quick match, but it was, like, very, like, intense and both people were going after each other and it, and it, and someone just, like, got the, the edge over someone over some bullshit or ended over something hokey. You, I'd be like, Mang
1: fights, like, fucking Mongo
2: yeah yeah like the barbarian
1: fights more yeah they just, like to the absolutely-
2: yeah, they just <laughs> fight and beat the piss at each other in three minutes and it's over like that yeah. like it's not necessarily a squash match it's just the match ended abruptly but uh but yeah this match was well over five minutes it's seven minutes 31 seconds yeah, so yeah and and again it felt like both teams definitely got their shit in so um i i bring this up and i naming out uh, be, only because I think it's relevant for the next match um, to explain it. So I'm prefacing uh, or doing sure. some foreshadowing there. But anyway, um, I actually liked the match. I thought it was pretty good uh, for serviceable. Uh, I, to me, definitely the best match so far. We uh, Actually, it might have been the best match of both nights. I have to look back at my ratings now. But uh, I, I ended up giving it a five and a half. I say best match and I'm like, it's slightly above average. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I gave it a five point four out of ten. Yeah.
3: So uh, Harvey
2: Whippleman, and again, again, the only reason I say Harvey Wh- the the joke was about a pedophile was because Harvey Whippleman kind of looks like a pedophile because he's got that greasy slick back hair and that yeah, wispy ass mustache. The like, glasses. He looks like, yeah, like he he looks like he he has like been one of those like Catholic choir boy, like he's worked like the altar boy type of thing, and then he's just like been indoctrinated into that whole
1: system he looks like he drives around in a e350 van yeah you know
2: yeah no plates
0: i don't don't know cars so yeah ford Ford
1: e350
2: (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's the pedo van it's the one that has free candy it's just etched in there on the side of the
1: the door no no windows in the back end of it (laughs) yeah he's a time traveler
0: yeah but a uh, phone call happened, right? In the the show, Macho Man called in and uh, that's when Bobby Heenan was making fun of him. Say it suck, suck it, yeah. suck <laughs> Say suck it, suck attached three thirty times quick.
2: <laughs> okay, I forgot that Macho Man had the tongue injury, so when Bobby's doing all that, I was like, is he calling Macho Man retarded or something? <laughs> 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 I forgot it was the tongue thing. I was like, why is he talking like that?
1: <laughs> the, the, the Macho Man, Ooh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He kind of he sounds like he's trying to say Macho Man has Down Syndrome or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's got too much energy to have Down Syndrome. There's no way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I just, I was really confused. And then I remembered the tongue injury. I was like, oh, this makes way more sense. I feel less guilty.
1: Yeah, I mean, there wasn't that much to it. He just said, like, he'll be back next week, and then he'll be all over Crush if he's there, and he'll be back on commentary. Mm-hmm. After he had made fun of him a bunch.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, then we got main event time.
1: Atom Bomb. Get it? Versus Harvey Whip. With, with, versus Harvey, Whip, <laughs> versus Harvey Whip.
0: <laughs> Dude, that was <laughs> I want to see yeah. that match. Uh,
1: on
2: this week's episode of To Catch a Predator, a <laughs> professional wrestler kills a pedophile.
1: <laughs> yeah. Versus Virgil. Okay. Yeah, Virgil. The king of unlimited Olive Garden breadsticks. <laughs>
2: Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> what? How come Virgil's pants always make me think, man, I need to even get a haircut.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? So, yeah, I thought that too. It makes me think of like a barber shop or some shit. It's weird.
2: <laughs> it's straight barbershop quartet, fucking pants. He needs a straw hat. Why the fuck did he? It, I I can't understand
1: that dude's mind anyway. I don't
2: know. <laughs> oh, I think he's yeah. I think he's a few crayons short of of the full box, and he looks like a carnival barker. So <laughs> there's nothing you can do about that. Just...
0: It reminds me of Halloran from fucking The Shining.
1: <laughs> a
2: little
0: bit, a little yeah,
3: yeah
1: kind of. Maybe that should have been his gimmick.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, somebody just stinks <laughs> an axe into his chest. and That's how it, he gets out. But,
0: <laughs> um, can you tell me why Virgil like? Did he go to, into business for himself for for a quick minute? Because like, how is he able to like take down Adam Bomb? Like they're still building him up, and like Virgil is knocking him down and doing slams and shit. And I'm just like, what the? It did like an arm uh, a hip the- toss. He did an arm drag, yeah. And, yeah, and like, an arm drag. I don't, like, there's kind of a
1: decent size difference between them. I don't know if it was because I, I don't think Adam has had a lot of experience yet. It could be something like that. But was like, listen, brother, I'm the veteran. You're going to, I'm going to call this match. And, and it kind of seemed that way based off of how it went because it wasn't that good, and there was a lot of spots where it looked kind of sloppy.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. For uh, sure. Instead of like playing to his strengths, uh, Adam Bomb strengths, because Virgil has no strengths,
0: dude. (laughs) I know I make a big thing about AEW being ballet dancing, but I I gotta admit the fucking retarded of running the ropes and then like falling down and then jumping over, like I hate that so much. They didn't do it good. That's the
1: thing is, there's a way to do it good. When you see Flair and Steamboat do it, it's totally fucking believable.
2: Yeah, the problem is if you were already on your way down before your opponent turns back around from hitting the ropes, then you fucked up. But, like, it, you should be going down to the ground because you're trying to dodge the person. Yeah. Not be, not because you're setting up for a spot. You're giving away that it's it's choreographed, right? right? Right, That's the problem. And that's that's like the rule. That's a legitimate rule. If your opponent's back is turned and he still hits the rope and you were going down, you've done it too soon.
3: He should yeah, be coming back to, like, at
1: you. Yeah, if you can't go down, you need to, like, run up to him real fast and punch him in the back of the fucking head or something because it's it, that's the only way to save it. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, they started off, and it was weird immediately. They tried to do the crisscross spot. I don't know what they call it. That's what I call it. it uh, but yeah. it's and I was like it looks like somebody is confused, and I think somebody was at a bomb. It, it was like, like... we're going to do crisscross. I'm going to go down. and He's like, hang on, what? And uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hits an arm drag and a drop kick and then Adam Bomb goes outside and he's just like standing there like what the fuck. They all did bad
2: shit. I hate it. Adam Bomb got uh he got exposed in this match.
1: Yeah, cuz Virgil made the match about him. He fucking tried to you, anyway.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That,
1: that's how it comes off to me because you know what he does after that? He dives. He dives to the outside like Adam Bomb's supposed to catch him but It's like one of those deals where the barricade's too close to the ring and there's not a lot of room to do something like that. So he has to just kind of like catch him and then just drop him on the ground awkwardly. (laughs) He should have Samoa Joe'd his ass. He should have just walked the
2: fuck away and let him hit the ground, hit the (laughs) fucking barricade.
0: I would have done, I would have done, yeah, I would have done the uh, Samoa Joe and just like have him do a Kenny Omega into the fucking crowd. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. like.
2: Oh <laughs> shit! That's <laughs> a back on the us and it hit me, son of a bitch. Yeah, or fucking what was his name? What was the name? That was...
1: Roosh. It, it would have been a lot worse if Roosh wasn't there. Like Tiny you know, because Roosh absorb Tiny Bronco absorbed all that fucking blow pretty much. What was the little guy? What was the guy's name of the one that they
2: threw over? Because it was their partner, right? Oh fuck. Um. Yeah, Tiny Bronco was there, like trying to catch him and help, but uh, it was other dude that that came through and and landed on everybody. I can't he, remember that guy's name. Can either. Well, his ass—he got his ass beat right there, and they wrote that shit off, and he hasn't been back <laughs> since. So yeah, I was, he's I gone. I've not seen
1: him since forever.
2: All right, si- sidebar from everything because I'm I'm just in there. Uh, gimmick. Uh, someone is—they're just a very average, like to not good wrestler. But every match for them ends and them dying in a ridiculous way, like axe to the chest or something else. But they come back and they just slowly build this backstory lore of this person just being immortal. So eventually everyone just gets exhausted and he eventually wins a championship because, well, he's relentless. And that's the it's the name like his gimmick is he's relentless.
0: I thought that was Bray Wyatt's gimmick.
2: No, Br- Bray Wyatt just kept losing. He got he he got burnt to a crisp, and but, but he
1: keeps coming back with like more bullshit that doesn't ever go anywhere.
2: Yeah, well, eventually the world's gonna run out of porcelain masks, and then <laughs> we'll be able to move on. Like he's used the world supply. Like I thought something today said that chocolate's gonna be gone by 2050. He's like, no, we have science. We'll synthesize more of that. But all those masks are gonna be gone because Bray Wyatt made used all the the fucking product. So. He's the reason that we can't get computer chips from China. Probably. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, Allegedly. I I heard it on Newsmax. (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: Let's see. Uh, Bomb takes over now, finally. And he (laughs) hits an impressive standing drop kick in a good clothesline. (laughs) And then Virgil manages to hit a somewhat awkward looking missile drop kick. Like he he almost tripped and fucking fell on his face, but he, he managed it somehow. And then. He does the springboard crossbody, which I think is his finisher. Uh, but he just kind of fucks it up. Or or Adam Bomb just decided to not sell it because he just kind of bounced off of him. <laughs> fucking dumb. He just like went blah, and then like Bomb was like, oh shit.
0: I hope I, <laughs> I hope he got whiplash on that, and then like his mind got sent to the future of seeing him in convention stands with no lines. I hope he got a picture of that foreshadowing.
1: Damn. Are you ready to 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 meet the ass master himself, Virgil, the king of unlimited Olive Garden breadsticks? <laughs> and then Adam Bomb picked him up and smashed his fucking atoms into oblivion for three.
0: I'm so happy <laughs> Ad- Adam Bomb won. Um, Me too. But-
1: <laughs> After seeing this, I was like, God, at least he fucking beat him. It took way too long, though. Okay, so...
2: I brought up earlier my 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 criteria for ranking. So
1: I'm curious, did you guys rate this match? I did. I did. I did. Too.
2: Okay, so we're all on the same page.
1: Usually we're on the same page about that. Sometimes Dubs won't rate a match, and sometimes I won't. But yeah, yeah. I don't think it's really been a thing.
2: Yeah, I think there was one time where I didn't rate one because I, I was still trying to get the feel for how when should I rate one versus not. But I think that's the only one. We kind of have this. We kind of
1: have the same ground rules, pretty much.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I'm uh, just curious what
1: you guys thought of this. It was, uh, you know, after actually talking about it out loud, I think it was worse than what it was initially. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I was pretty harsh on this this match before. Uh, I want to go last though, uh, if that's okay, because I, I have a very particular reason because it ties right into what I have about the overall ma- uh, show.
1: I'm going to give this uh, a f- three-point. Uh, Dubs, what do you give it? I'm still processing this.
0: <laughs> Mine is a little bit higher than that Bastion uh, booger fucker. Um, is 3.8 out of 10. Um, I gave this match. Uh, again, it just looked terrible, the, the crisscross. Fucking Virgil going into business for himself, trying to put him over himself over since Vince is like fuck this guy um and I'm just happy he won at the end so instead of it being lower than that Bash and Booger match it was higher because that Adam Bomb won even though Razor won a match before but like this one I was like I hope he fucking lands on his head hard I'm sorry, Virgil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hope he ends up like that guy Saturn, fucking snapped at, whipped his ass, and drop made him do a tombstone pow driver to himself on the floor.
0: <laughs> that's that's why he got that mop gimmick. After that's why
1: that. he
3: got he the moppy thing. Yeah, and then, okay. and then he got
2: fucking addicted to to meth. Poor yeah.
1: guy. Fucking yeah. What hell of a story there. But but uh, are Saturn? I gave this a three point six out of ten, and I rated it lower than the booger match because it was more offensive. Like after I like I I said everything out loud, and I realized he went into fucking business for himself, this motherfucker. Because I didn't really write that down exactly in my notes, but when you say it all out loud, you work through it that way. You realize that's what was fucking happening.
0: Yeah, because he he shouldn't be fucking knocking him down. Like I I was weirded out by it. I was like wait a second out of everybody that he's faced there was probably like at least one uh because he, he did have one wrestler before he started doing that jobber thing i'm like that person could have knocked him down but they made him adam bomb look stronger
3: yeah
1: like bombs like two and a half of him it makes no sense for him to be able to knock him down except for if he was gonna dive on him that's the only way mm-hmm. well the, the barbershop pants give him plus two D plus two to agility.
2: Well, yeah, all stats. all, <laughs> <two to laughs> all stats. Uh, so I gave—I actually gave this a higher score before we started talking about it, and I have taken it down further. I—I <laughs> I, I am officially at two and a half. This is the lowest I have rated a match so far, by the way. Damn this yeah. this match. This match was dog shit. Like. The match was bad. I had it at a three. I was like, this match was just outright bad. Like, there's nothing entertaining about it. It looks like sloppy, indie, carny bullshit. And it made and it exposed someone who, for the longest time, has actually had like, like a bunch of squash matches who they're working on. So it just completely takes the win out of his sales. And then, now that we're talking about it, I never actually thought about all oh, Virgil going in for himself. I just thought, like, Virgil just sucks. But no, I actually think, like, it's like you said, it's not just that. It's also him forcing and, like, dictating how the match was going to go. Like, you know his ass got chewed the fuck out when they got to the back. He gets to gorilla. They're like, someone looks at him and goes, oh, Vince going to tear your ass up. Like. <laughs> Probably. Like, that, that's, that's whole, that match was shit. Like, I'd rather watch Bastion Booger just do anything. I'd rather watch Bastion Booger eat the hot dogs again.
1: And I don't, the reason. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think Virgil's in wwf much longer after this point anyway uh so there might be something to that <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe like it just it was it was bad it was just a very bad
2: match and like i it gave me a very sour taste finishing the night um on things so i end up like actually uh giving this show a low rating uh but more importantly i i'm throwing the x up i'm giving this a red x Oh no,
0: man! AJ Styles, yeah. fuck.
2: Yeah, <laughs> put on my cummy shirt and everything. <laughs> but yeah, I just I I couldn't take it. I don't know if we were going to talk about more before we talk about the overall results. I just I wanted to tie in together that I have thrown an X up, and I, it is solely on the shoulders of this match. Virgil, Virgil has caused an X to be raised.
0: Uh, no, they just. I, they I didn't just... Have anything else. They just hyped up the fucking uh, Randy Savage returning and crushing action, too. Because, yeah, there was supposed to be a match, but there was, like, a storyline. Um, mm-hmm. And then Borger versus Scott Steiner, which I was excited because, again, Borg is not that bad in the ring, but Scott Steiner will kill anybody no matter what. <laughs> so... Which he
1: proves uh, in that match. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so, uh... so if I had to rate this whole show... And if I really look at it, the only good match was Smoking Guns versus Well Done.
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, and it was and It was it was average. Yeah, it was yeah slightly above average. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I I felt retarded with Razor Ramon versus Bash and Booger. Um, it made
1: you feel retarded.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Why did it make you feel retarded?
0: Because. That's why I probably thought I should not drink any soda anymore. I don't want to end up being like Bash and Booger. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: watching Bash and Booger makes you like reconsider life choices. Yes. <laughs> you ever watch a wrestling match so bad it causes you to start a diet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> just watch a bash, bash and Booger. You'll you'll do it because it's raw. Um, <clears throat> then Todd zoo I'm calling him that now.
1: Blame Cornette thinking. for that. Yeah,
0: uh, I'm just gonna say it's a little bit of an upgrade because fuck that other guy, the Lex Luger uh, reporter that acts the bus driver. Who you want to win? I don't know. Maybe the person that I drive, um, <laughs> but the guy, I was, the guy that pays me.
3: That pay- I hope he wins. I get paid. <laughs>
0: I his uh, it's a, it's an upgrade. And I kind of low key like his dumb jokes some, sometimes when he says stupid shit. Like, he's really shit. cringe. The, the yeah. thing I
1: like about Todd Pet, Petting Zoo is that he's really easy to
0: make fun of. He's self aware, cringe. Not like today I, where they are cringe, but they're like doing what they're being told. Uh, Todd Petting Zoo is just like I'm gonna be cringe because that's who I am. He
1: has but, like really dad, really dad, really bad dad humor, and I don't even think he's a dad yet. Yeah. <laughs> <That's the thing. laughs> now he's the um, guy that like he, he's like uh Michael
2: Scott from uh the office. And they're oh. like, What do you want to be when you grow up? He's like, I've always wanted to be a father. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, what the hell?
1: <laughs> That's totally his vibe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't even think about
3: that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the commentary saved the show kind of for me to have like interest. Like, it, it, if Bobby Heenan and Vince weren't having that bickering, I'd probably be sleeping. Even though I kind of messaged you guys, I was like, this is kind of sleepy. And that's only because after they stopped talking about, uh, like, bickering, I was like, oh, man, I'm starting to nod off a little bit. Uh, but, like, the, Mr. Perfect and Executioner, I was like, that was a fun squash watching him get slapped and shit. And then it the just
1: guy, the guy who always gets executed, he hasn't executed
3: anybody.
0: Yeah. fucking <laughs> This is going to be my lowest rating of a show ever. I'm giving this 1.95 out of 10. What? Yeah.
1: Whoa. It wasn't that bad. Oh my
0: God. (laughs) The
2: show, you had the show rated lower than any of the matches? Damn. Yeah. Uh, Math doesn't add up. What?
0: I'm doing standard math, brother. No,
1: you All said. Right. See, you said you were throwing up the X. Apparently, he threw up like two. <laughs> you,
2: got, you, got, yeah. you actually, you literally threw it up. You vomited a giant red X. Well, it was raw. He's
0: got a puke. Let wait, uh, Let me. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna do two point two.
1: Maybe you'll change it more after
2: listening to us. Maybe. I mean, I, again, what you said <laughs> applies for me. This is the lowest I've ever rated a show as well. However, I'm not rated nearly as many shows as you um i i gave it a three still rough but to me three is is not like uncalled for like if you get a three that's an x yeah Yeah, i mean you gotta gotta be better than a three overall come on
1: uh so i said bit of a rough night because it is uh you had mr perfect squash was fun you had jeff Jarrett's promo uh those were like the the true highlights of the show, really. And Cornette's promo was okay with foreign fanatics. I've seen better from him, but he he has he brings that fucking energy and shit, you know. So it, that helps. Uh, and yeah, the the tag match was just kind of okay. Uh, Bastion Booger is just such an odd character in wrestling. It just made like I I thought about him a lot because this is the most I've seen him. And I'm just like, I simultaneously find him bad, gross, but also hilarious. I don't know why. It was <laughs> like, it's like you watch something that you know is bad, but you kind of enjoy it ironically. <laughs> because he's just the, the fucking shit where he's pigging out and it's just like gross. His weird goddamn entrance music, his peach boots, his fucking flex tape singlet.
0: I just thought and then, of it
1: because ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he's wrestling it's just like what the
0: fuck now Dominic Mysterio is not fat and disgusting but he, he he's an, he's annoying in the ring no
1: and-
2: don't you
0: dare <laughs> don't you dare compare him to my baby boy
2: <laughs> don't, don't, Prison Mike is not nothing like him
1: Bastion he's Booker a changed man.
2: Bastion Booker was the catalyst to create the subreddit anti-porn like <coughs> like like the man is so fucking gross i there's not i can't enjoy anything about it i can't like i enjoy the only thing i enjoy about bastion booger's character is getting to go on this show and and talk this much shit about it knowing that he's not going to get in a a phone booth and time travel here and and sit on me
1: he can't can't fit in one
2: Yeah, like I'm pretty sure an episode of Sex Sent Me to the ER ended one one time with that teabag move that he uses. Oh. Like, but seriously, like, can't all, all jokes aside, it, it's just gross. I, I hate it, it's my <laughs> least favorite thing of all the things we watch <laughs> overall. Like,
1: you know, I, I, wish I, I think that's nice gonna to change later. I think you're gonna find something
0: that you're gonna hate more than this, you know. <laughs> uh. uh Diamond Dallas Page, if you're listening somehow, <laughs>
1: we need a DDP
3: intervention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no one for us so that we can be healed by his fatness, uh, and two, be, you should be healed by your fatness. <laughs> and, and two, you should like seriously think <sighs> about in your D- your DVDs of your yoga, just like before yoga, just have Bash and Booger promos going before the. The video, and at the end, just so you know that don't be fat like Bastion. Yeah, you don't uh, want to be
1: like this guy. Your,
2: your five minutes of mindfulness—you just watch a Bastion booger squash match. <laughs> Damn, I and mean, you're like, "Fuck, I don't want to
1: end up like that." And <laughs> then the motivates
2: you to do DDP. Like, I like, I actually might just buy DDP yoga and start it because of this conversation we're having. And, like, okay, in all seriousness, I had to listen to someone today and tie you in to my to my, my my real life had to listen to someone today as she's crying i'm seeing i'm seeing her child who is an infant uh about 6 months old or something healthy baby boy the dad literally died last week of a heart attack at 30 some years was actually like like not not super fat unhealthy Right. Like well, he had like health problems, but he wasn't it was because of his life choices. Right. Like he had. And I'm really worried there's something else going on that's deeper. Like, you know, so anyway, he, they she was telling me about all the stuff that's going on um, about his health. And so I'm, I'm listening to that. And anytime you hear someone around your age dies, like it makes you question your own mortality a little bit. Uh, that happened to me yeah. today and we're sitting here talking about fuck that but just talking about Bastion booger for five minutes reviewing any of his matches makes me question my mortality
1: we've talked about him for at least 20 minutes you know what
0: you know <laughs> yeah. what Chez? i have a a program that you can put in your doctor office for fat children just turn on Bastion oh booger and would be like do you want to look like this man do you 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 don't want to be fat like him and wearing duct tape fucking singlets, you motherfucker. Get on that <laughs> treadmill. <laughs> yeah, to get a picture, I'm just gonna get a picture of him. Do you want to look like
2: this? And then we get a picture of Sting. Do you want to look uh, like this? Sting, or do you want to look like this? <laughs> oh, there it is.
0: Uh, and one more thing, Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, I have an idea for you. If you haven't done it yet, DDP yogurt. Uh, and your <laughs> catchphrase should be feel the tang okay the tang,
1: <laughs> i love it come on ddp do it. <laughs> give us a cut of that low you know it was our idea <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm gonna clip you that in that's
1: so fucking funny i i gave this a 3.9 out of 10 <laughs> so <laughs> Just to move on.
3: <laughs>
2: I fell out of a fucking chair. <laughs> oh. Well, I said all
1: my other shit before. So like and you guys went off on tangents, so I never got to give my score, so I did. Motherfucker like, I'm getting my shit in, goddammit. <laughs> we have to get our shit and move on for Booger. We have to leave him behind.
2: And we're caught in a space <laughs> boy. This is the it's like, wrestling. It's like it's the Paul gravitational pull
1: of his fucking mass. <laughs> That's what it is. See, <laughs> we
2: got we got to escape. <laughs> yeah. Master oh Booker is to physical health as Paul Roma is to charisma.
1: Fuck. There Here
0: it is. is. Oh, my God. I'm dead. I could have went to you
2: Harvard. Know, with these they should have been a tag team. All right. <laughs> Everybody, you heard it. This episode sucked. Uh And uh Red I, I don't know. I
1: up. don't know if this is my lowest rate episode. It's probably down there. But I'm pretty sure there's another Raw or a, a, a Saturday night that I, I rated lower than this.
0: There was time. a couple. I think there was one Raw that you went in the possibly late twos.
1: I, it was either high twos or low threes. I'm sure of it. Mm, this is during the Rob Bartlett era.
0: Yeah, and by the way, <laughs> okay, I you
2: like so much.
0: I know we're gonna get into like good wrestlers soon and like have some decent matches, but I'm like, oh man, I. I haven't felt like this in a long time. It kind of stung stung me. I was like, Oh, what what happened here?
1: I haven't (laughs) felt crushing hopelessness like this. Since I tried to play dark souls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My my rib is still hurting from that laugh. Uh, Um, November 8th, 1993, Monday night raw. We have all three of our hosts tonight. Uh, Dude. I love macho man. He goes all in brother. Like, he was like looking in the crowd, getting behind Vince McMahon in front of Vince McMahon, look at Bobby Heenan really angrily, angrily, and then go turn around and look at the cameraman. It was like, he was on like double dose of whatever cocaine he was on. He was fucking on. And then Bobby Heenan was wearing a parachute vest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh,
3: ceaseless discharge
1: just sounds fucking gross. I, well, I just...
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I I I fucked it up. I you I, sent a I secret it. message. I, I sent I the secret message. I'll just read it out now. If Bastion Booker were a Dark Souls boss, he'd 100 percent be the ceaseless discharge. That's not a made-up name. That is a real boss in Dark gross. Souls. In the original Dark Souls. Oh, the thing is fucking disgusting. It looks like just a giant STD walking around like shooting out weird like squirts of lava and cum Ew. at you. Ew. It's weird. Yeah, it's gross, it's as gross as it sounds. Um, <laughs> that was Bastion Booger. There you go. All right. Sorry, Dubs. E- sorry. I, everything you said is valued and treasured, and I want to hear all of it.
0: Why was fucking Bobby Heenan wearing a fucking parachute?
1: <laughs> I think he was afraid that Macho Man was going to beat him up, and it was like the only form of protection he could get on short notice. But why it's, is he wearing it, it exactly like a...
0: Sorry, <sighs> sorry guys. I'm, I'm Polish, too, so I'm allowed to say this. I'm half Polish and half Italian. Why is he wearing it like a Polak?
3: like uh, <laughs> no, I'm
2: pretty sure I'm sure I'm pretty sure the team that dressed him or the same team that rigged Owen Hart's thing fuck <laughs> oh we went there <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard cut that was, oh, that, was uh,
1: that was rough that was a long uh, fall
2: I don't Shit. know yeah but
1: Vince <laughs> called, basically called him stupid and uh, yeah <laughs> I also really liked the intro to this show uh they did the oh, yes. 90s sports montage music with the clips in the really artsy transition, when you see Borga and you looking directly at the camera and he does his shitty AI-generated promo. He just calls That's Scott Steiner stupid and he cannot read or write because he's a stupid American. And then he turns this way or some shit. And then it transitions to Scott Steiner facing him. And it's like yeah. it fades him out and he fades in, but he's still kind of there, just transparent. It's like he's talking to him, but he's not. And then uh-huh. Scott does a promo. It's not a big pop-up promo, but it's still a Scott Steiner promo. <laughs> he's just like, I'm American and you're not, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whip your ass. He didn't say ass, but you know he, he's not there yet. He hasn't yeah. had enough steroids yet. I've
2: been, I've been watching a lot of Naruto, for those at home that want to know that. You don't, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And if, you, if you're aware of Naruto, Naruto has this giant spirit beast inside of him, I feel uh, like that's what Big Papa Pump is. Oh, Scott Snyder Scott had had the spirit beast, Big Papa Pump, inside of him, and, and just eventually, he just got overwhelmed. Like, the, the chakra of, of of Big Papa Pump just came out, and, and the Big Bad Booty Daddy just took over, and that's what we saw those those last years.
0: I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what he says to all his genetic bitches. Uh, that
3: genetic
0: he- bitches? <laughs> <laughs> that, He's like- a genetic freak. He has the,
1: <laughs> the freaks. I'm the big bad
2: booty kage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
0: put Speak the beat English. You. <laughs> you
2: don't know, I'm, the, I'm the big bad booty Daddy. You don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Got, yeah tw- 24, what do you say? 24 uh, Twenty four hours, nine days a week, baby. He's like, there's seven days in a week. There's seven days <laughs> in a
1: week, Scott. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, Randy was uh, cranked and. Saying all hell's gonna break loose if Crush has the his, the guts to fucking show his face in the arena tonight. So you know, okay, we got like an an overhanging threat now.
2: Yeah, we got that. We got Dark Randy. I, dark Randy is just, I mean, he's not like full on dark yet, but he's he's getting he's a little edgy there.
1: He's coming back. Yeah, he's a little madman.
2: Yeah. We got
1: our match, which they set up at the the top petting zoo uh, segment. We kind of glossed over that part a little bit where it was going to be Borga and and Scott in a match, and whoever loses gets eliminated from their fucking team. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So it's non-GMO, dairy-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, keto-friendly, carbon-neutral, kid-tested, mother-approved Brock (laughs) Lesnar, a.k.a. Ludwig Borga versus Scott Steiner. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That was was so fucking good.
0: You know, (laughs) know, it... (laughs) If I had a time machine uh and I had you know influence back then to like say Vince McMahon, I have a uh manager for Ludwig Borger, it would be Zach. But like you would have to say all that shit because Vince would be like, Good shit.
1: <laughs> Good shit. I mean, I, I would be his manager. But see, this is this is the point, is like we've said, like, you know, Borger kinda reminds you of Brock Lesnar a little bit. This and we made this analogy before, but like I just condensed it all. He's everything. About healthy food that fucking sucks, and Brock Lesnar is everything about good food that's not good for you. Objectively, but it's amazing.
0: I think you, <laughs> you hit just, it.
1: You just made
2: vegetables make sense. Yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate uh, it. The best part of that too is I hated Brock Lesnar as a kid. I I uh, now I like him, but in an equal way with the foods that I need to eat to take care of myself, I I may not even like certain parts of it, but I respect it.
1: Brock Lesnar's not like, you know, an all-time great wrestler. and he never will be. But there are things about him that are really good. <laughs> so, like, just like, bro- you know, you shouldn't eat pizza. Objectively, it's not good for you. It's never going to be the greatest food. But you know what? Damn it, sometimes pizza is just really good.
0: And, you know, <laughs> you should have both of your legs or you end up in a wheelchair thrown down a flight of stairs by Brock Lesnar because if you had two legs, you could stand up and get away from that. <laughs> Dude,
1: forgot that, about that. That, that Zach that, thing.
0: That Zach Gowan like, beating, beating up his – beating beating up your handicapped son that's in a match all bloodied and shit. Dude, that, and right in front of his mother. That was awesome. I'm sorry. That was sh-
1: – he just stopped short. He should have just started eating him, honestly, at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, he should have just start consuming his fucking flesh. <laughs> 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 That's the only way he could have gotten any further with that.
0: So, anyway. <laughs> dude, that can just a great, took
2: a turn. It it's took, it's took right the turn.
0: My bean is kicking in double time right now. But, well, you uh, know, it's,
1: it's like when one of those lions catches a fucking gazelle or some shit. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh borga jumps scott before he gets jacket off because he's an asshole (laughs) (laughs) and then borga beats down scott for a while and he hits the clothesline and then he goes the top rope and he does a a really good looking flying clothesline actually um and then scott's selling good this is something he could always do well that i think people forget because when he's big pop and pop, he just doesn't sell as much anymore Mm -hmm. which makes sense (laughs) but uh he shoots him off and he goes for a backdrop, but then Scott puts the brakes on, does that big tiger suplex drop thing that he always does? It's cool. It's mm-hmm. cool shit. And then he picks Borga up again. And because Borga's so big, like the impact is like it causes him to bounce off the mat, kind of. And he picks him up again, and he does a pup handle drop, and the crowd's cooking. They're cooking. Sting's cooking somewhere too. He's out there cooking. But um Borga bails out. And he stalls for a while and then he get back in the ring and they lock up for a bit, and then Borg does headlock, and Scott Starner shoots him off and does a big belly to belly overhead suplex. It made me scared he was gonna drop him on his fucking head, but he didn't. <laughs> uh that got it, too. And then should
2: have dropped him on his head. He stopped fucking talking.
1: Whoa. Damn. He might disable that part of his brain that gives him speech. <laughs> <laughs> a little to the right. A little to the right. <laughs> Uh, Vince starts asking Savage what he meant by like, what do you mean by all hell's going to break loose? And then Randy just starts flying off the handle. He starts ranting. He's like, you know what I think about the legal system? Lawsuits, lawyers, red tape rules. I'll let you know. And then he's like, we're going to go back to the old days, wild and loose. And if WWF president Jack Tunney shows up, I'll slap him in the face too. (laughs) And then Vince is just like, uh. <laughs> uh Um, but they go the the match is continuing during that, and then like Borga is he tries to backdrop him, and he, I think he does. And then he clotheslines him again, big clothesline, body slam, goes for elbow drop, but he misses, and then Scott drop kicks him and he flies out of the ring again. Then those damn Quebecers show up. And Canadians. The French Canadians. You cannot forget that. Yeah, the worst part of can- Canada. Exactly. Yeah, they're like the California of the United States.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> I mean, I, objectively, I, th- I think I think Florida or Texas might be worse. But... Just, or
1: I meant to say they're the California of Canada. I said that backwards.
2: Yeah, yeah we know what you meant. But, but yeah, like, California is bad too, but in its own way. But I guess there's probably other parts of Canada that are probably worse than than Quebec. I yeah. don't
1: know. It really matches up. They got the, the crazy crime, the homeless problem. They think they're better than everybody, but they fucking suck.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, you're right. I think it is. I, I do. I, I think I agree. You, you won me over with this. Yeah.
1: I, <laughs> I thought about this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Come back from commercial, and they're on the apron. Like, Borg is on the outside. Scott's in the ring. They're trying to do – Borg is trying to suplex him outside, but Scott reverses it. And then he gets a Boston Crab on. And then Rick Steiner comes out, even at the odds. He's like, okay.
2: You know how I know he's coming out? Because I heard I all know. these boos everywhere, and then and then he starts walking out, and I realize those aren't boos. Everybody's are doing – Yeah, those are cheers. They're like, for the dog-faced gremlin. Yeah, the
1: dog-faced gremlin showed up. Because he equals two of them.
3: true. <coughs> <Sure. laughs> he, if you he proved code. it. <laughs> so.
0: What do you but, think uh, of the chaos? Like, it, Eventually the match breaks down and then we get that finish. Do you think that was a reliable... Would you rather see them one-on-one, like, I don't know, both beating each other on the outside and beat both being counted out? Or should it be... Or are they doing this because of, obviously, Survivor Series? They have to make it look like, oh, the teams are fighting each other.
1: I think they did it as best as they could have, really, without having somebody lose. Because that's the thing. It's like, who's the fuck? It doesn't make sense for either guy to lose, honestly. Mm-hmm. So they just did this to, to build the match a little bit more, to build more animosity. And yeah. I, think it, I think it worked. But- yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think
2: to a point at first, it probably started on, on paper as they booked themselves in a the corner, because like you'd said, it, it doesn't make sense for either person to lose. And I actually don't as much, at least at this point and because of why they're fighting, I don't like the, just on paper, the idea of Borga and Scott wrestling each other this early because only because it's, a, it's kind of a lose, lose. And you either have Borga squash Scott it, it, if there's going to be a winner, right? Like, if Borga either needs to squash Scott to keep the credibility he's building up because they're putting this monster push on him, which doesn't work for Scott, it doesn't, and it doesn't make sense, or Scott makes him look bad because he out-wrestles him, which he totally does in this actual match, but then you let Scott beat him, or, or nearly beat him, and then it makes Borga look bad. So like, I feel like in a true match where they had a planned ending, it was going to make one or the other look terrible, and they couldn't do that, yeah. but... The end goal was always, oh, we need a good match to really have to hook people in at the beginning of the show, because that's that's Raw's thing right now. Their stick is to put the main event first and then just let the show kind of play out as it does. Um, and it was just kind of continue that and tie it in. So I think it was fine. Um, again, there were, for reasons later on that we end up talking about, the... The DQ no contest nonsense is kind of just a whatever in in this show, but um, the the match itself actually was pretty good. I still stick to my point, though. I think Scott out wrestles Borga and makes him kind of look bad. Borga still handles himself well in the ring, but he's just not the type of it. I think it's just a clash and having them wrestle each other. Like, it doesn't kind make of. sense. Like, at least it would make more sense if Borger was already, like, dominant and a champion in it or something. But because you have this monster push, it doesn't make sense. It, it in, a, in a weird way, it's kind of like the Atom Bomb... Uh, oh, what's his name? Virgil. I already freaking forgot. It's kind of like Atom Bomb Virgil He's in the sense Adam that it, 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 made, <laughs> it, uh, it made Atom Bomb look kind of bad, but in a very different way. Um.
1: They they put Borga in a match with a guy he shouldn't have really been in a match in with.
2: Yeah, yet. It, this would be like this would be like if like Goldberg was brought into to WCW, and and for whatever reason, if time worked out this way, Ricky Steamboat was in WCW, and and it, it was like Goldberg's third match, but they were like, we don't want this to be a squash. We need this to go ten minutes. Well, the only way you're going to do that is Ricky Steamboat is going to make. Goldberg look bad because he's going to wrestle circles around him. And there's no other way to do it. But then Goldberg's just going to randomly win at the end. Right? Like <laughs> hypotheticals. Oh, no, I'm trying to find a
1: way to explain it. My brain kind of hurts now. I didn't, I didn't think it was as lopsided as that. Because the way I, I saw it was Scott's a genetic freak. He's not yeah. as much of a genetic freak as he'll become later. But uh, he's got that. And Borg is just a huge motherfucker anyway. And his strength isn't as much the wrestling; it's the striking. And they they Uh, made that point because every time, like, what Borgo would fucking knock the shit out of him with like those clotheslines or something, or Mm -hmm. or he he hit a drop kick, I think one time, and he had like a big power slam at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Scott would just like fucking power up and then slam him because he's not Mm -hmm. a small guy either. And then. What would happen, though, is when they would stand up, Borgo would just sh- land a shot, like one shot, and he would go down, usually. Mm-hmm. So they that's I feel like it was like he's got his strikes, he's got his wrestling, and it it evens yeah. out that way.
2: That That's fair. I, I mean, yeah, I, again, I, the other thing, too, is Scott is, again, a good wrestler. He has that amateur wrestling background, and he uses it to, to make himself look good because he not only just throw people around everywhere, but he counter wrestlers like there's constantly, he's countering what borga's doing. So he's just wrestling around him. But like you said, borga doesn't really need to wrestle wrestle. All he has to do is hit you. And that that's enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, that's fair. I mean, again, I'm and that's not me taking a slight at borga by saying all oh, Scott exposed him in this way. It's just like having an opponent against him where they're currently building him seems a little weird, but they made it work. And again, I, I think this match is good. I like the match. The ending is weird, but at least I understand why they did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, my, my thoughts is that in a sense, they're covering for both. Like if they had a full match, meaning that there was a clear Victor at the end and there was a loser and somehow Rick Steiner, I'm not Rick, uh, Scott Steiner wins. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, that's fucking with Borga. But since they they both clash, it kind of shows like, hey, Scott Steiner's way of wrestling is a maverick. Anything could happen. Uh, and Borga being a big guy, it just caught him off guard. And he just showed, he doesn't
1: fight guys that big.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it, it shows that. And the reason why they wanted to show that is for the TV to see, hey, you're going to be seeing this at Survivor Series. So that's. Mm that's why we put this match there and I I, I enjoyed it I think the ending uh it, like I said if it was a full match I would not be rating it like this I give it a five point seven out of ten
1: yeah the, the the finish real quick was
0: oh yeah uh, sorry <laughs> it's okay
1: I think we, we went out uh, talking about the the philosophy behind the match <laughs> but uh I think Borga lands one of those big shots and Scott just flies out of the ring. And then Rick gets up on the apron. His singlet is amazing. By the way, <laughs> it's like a bunch of neon geometric patterns and shit. It's cool. <laughs> and then uh, Borga just grabs him in a headlock and drags him off the apron into the ring. Uh, and then Rick's like, fuck this. and just back. Suplexes him. <laughs> it causes him to get DQ'd But then the Quebecers come in and, and just start beating on him And Scott and then they fight him off And they, they fuck off Everybody fucks off uh, Double DQ It wasn't Rick got Scott DQ'd his ref just said "Well, Y'all are crazy you both get DQ'd
0: It was fucking Errol Hebner Um, And yeah. He calls dude, it like he sees it He calls it like he sees it But at the same time like fucking, can you s- slow down your fucking counting? Jesus fucking Christ. Dude. No, these are decisive counts. You know, this fucking stall bullshit. I've seen them, I-, I think it was in this match, or maybe another match uh, uh, during that time, where he counts to three, and like, the wrestler's like, is that? Is- One,
3: two, three.
0: No, no, no. no. One, and then it's like, and then the guy's like, wrestlers like, is that, is that three? He's like, no, it's only two. <laughs> I'm like, no, you did three, you motherfucker.
1: You wanna see Fast Cat? Wait till like one two three kid turns on Razor Ramon. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. I still I still remember this to this day from when I first saw it on TV. Uh, it, like he was like a special referee for like a match, and he was still there, still buddies at this time. I think it was somebody in Ted DiBiase's stable when he comes back in Money Inc. <laughs> and he counted him out really fast. It was literally like one, two, three, and he was done. And then Razor's like, "What the fuck?" He gets up like, "What the fuck, Chico?" So fast. <laughs> I've never seen a count faster than that.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but anyway, uh, both guys get DQ. Pretty fun match. Uh, I give it a six point two out of ten.
2: Mm. Oh, okay, I'm right in the middle. I gave it right
1: at even six.
2: Yeah, I was pre- I was pretty happy with the match overall. What do you got, you guys? Big beef guys
1: to... slapping up against each other, doing big big power moves and shit. It was fun.
2: Yeah, meat versus meat. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. To some people, it is. Not enough flips. Not enough planches. I'm
2: oh, sorry. I should say meat versus tofu, since we're saying Borg is healthy. And... Tofu, yes.
1: Yeah, tofu. Or he's
2: like farm-raised, antibiotic-free, cage-free, free-range cattle. Free-range Brock Lesnar free-range Brock Lesnar. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that really... Far, no, no, farm-to-table. That's farm-to-table Brock Lesnar. That summarizes all of it. It's farm-to-table. The FTT nope.
1: BL. <laughs> um, uh, so we're back with Double J and uh, fucking... Oh, man, I just had a brain fart. God damn it. Nashville. Nashville. <laughs> I kept wanting to say Memphis for some reason because of Jerry Lawler. And I keep thinking about Jerry Lawler and fucking the Memphis territory. It's stuck in my brain. But uh, he drives up in a vintage 1968 Cadillac with his manservant, Billy Ray. I think that's really funny, by the way.
2: Yeah, because the last <laughs> time he was begging for of Billy Ray Cyrus, I caught it too. And I thought it was pretty funny
1: as well. And the, yeah. They're in front of the Ryman Auditorium. I have not been there. And that was the and, home of the Grand Old Opry. Uh-huh. And, Jarrett tells us that he takes care of his property, unlike the country music business, the corrupt country music business. Here we go again. <laughs> and he's like, "Look at this place. It's got graffiti on it. It's in shambles." And then he starts running down like all the the, the country music legends that played here, like Conrad Twitty played here. Who cares about him?
3: He Who did. cares about
1: George Jones? <laughs> he can't well, sing he, or dance like well, me. He, he's talking about
2: how the the place is dead. Like He's yeah. dying, and he's like, yeah, think about the, the legends that were here, Conway Twitty. Well, he's dead. Who cares? And, yeah. and He says it, and then he says, well, George Jones, well, he ain't dead, but his career sure is. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he said.
1: <laughs> and then he asked Billy Ray, like, hey, uh, hey who's the dead guy at the WWF? And he's like, Undertaker. And he's like, this building reminds me of the Undertaker, dead, decrepit, in shambles. <laughs> and then he calls Undertaker boy it says he's going to use him in the WWF and he's to, to springboard himself off, and they're going to rename the WWF the Double JF. <laughs> he's probably great.
0: Not, not going <laughs> to lie, I thought I about coming in under the name Double JF.
1: <laughs> I was going to uh, name myself Buggy Whip Armed Billy Ray Cyrus, but it won't fit. <laughs> so i just had to go with dui undertaker <laughs> uh buggy yeah. Whip billy buggy Asses. yeah buggy Whip or billy ray cyrus is just funnier.
0: <laughs> sorry i i what i was doing while you guys were talking is earl hebner had an old twitter account where he used to go off on people and he used to call people whole asses uh and they're a whole ass <laughs> No, whole asses. Whole asses. He used to do W H O L E and and asses, and he would do other things as well. I'm trying to find the funny one that I cracked up, but I can't find it. He might he might have deleted it, but Damn uh, it. but yeah, the double J fucking promos were fucking wild. That that one I think is the best out of all of them that we saw
1: so far. It is,
0: and who he called, uh, he called the
1: Undertaker boy. I'm just that's holy shit. <laughs>
0: was that show for a wrestler? I don't think so.
3: Hmm. He could
1: have been like I don't know somebody that still works the territory there but I I I'm, i not really I don't recognize him at all. Um
0: I like the graffiti. Yeah. Look at the
1: graffiti. <laughs> we come back from commercial and guess what? Fucking Oscar's coming out of the rap and he says "Whoop there it is." And he starts a "Whoop there it is" chant and we can't get away from. It. <laughs>
2: We can't, but I was so pissed about the won't-there-it-is chant because he is so off, like, beat and cadence. He's just randomly yelling, will there its without womp any it – no womp rhythm there at all. And there's always even rhythm to it. Like, the the crowd finally gets it, and he catches onto the crowd saying it. But he's just – like, at one point, he just double-takes and goes, will there its will there its
3: <laughs> Wait <a laughs> Listen. Second.
1: He's a big fluffy guy, and he's wearing like a big fucking jumpsuit, and he's like jumping around, waving his arms and shit. He's fucking getting hot and tired. He gave up on the freestyle rap. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna there it is and get the chant going." And then he starts. He he rapped after he was able to stop for like fifteen seconds and breathe. Yeah, (laughs) and then (laughs) and he's just yelling the lyrics. But uh, men on mission versus Steve Smith and Corey Student, and I said Steve Smith. Looks like Mean Mark Callis. Dollar, Dollar General Mean Mark Callis. Low T. And low T, he, T, mean low T Mean Mark. And he's mad that Mabel is waving at the crowd. He's causing the crowd to wave.
0: Dude, the and crowd then... the crowd pissed me off, dude. Like, do you see the out-of-sync fucking white people trying to do the wave? Like, the mm-hmm. whole, like, hey, oh. Like, they're like... Oh, yeah, the robot
2: noticed, wave. You ever notice whenever Mabel's standing like that and moving around, he kind of looks like a dancing rotisserie chicken in one of those, like, bags? <laughs> to, like, <you> know.
3: <laughs> no, but
1: that's <laughs> great. <laughs>
2: I, <laughs> like, not even, like, not even trying to hate on the guy. Rest in peace. Like, he's, I, like, I'm in like a like, baking bag and everything.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: he's one of those oven-ready bags. He got his legs up. He, like, you're ready to put him in, like, the little uh, Ronco thing and let it, like, flip him around and shit. <laughs> That's how you
1: look. <laughs>
0: it's funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Dude, Mabel doesn't he, overpower him. This is what I call it when like you're a big fat guy. You overfat them. There's no power. You just you just over them with your enormous mass.
0: Dude, Chaz is <laughs> making my fat on my ribs fucking like <laughs> like kill me. I don't know. It just <laughs> me. I'm like I'm like trying not to move because if I move, I'm gonna snap it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it just came to me like in this match. I'm like, you know, they always like, oh, he overpowered him. It's like, not really. He just weighs like four hundred fucking pounds. He, he overfatted him.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but, overfatted him. So. But uh and I said, Corey's student looks like that guy you learned to play Magic the Gathering with in tenth grade if he became a wrestler. That's what he fucking <laughs> looks like. It finally hit me. <laughs> because I knew a guy that looked just like him that I would play fucking card games with. <laughs> there it is. Uh, well, there it is. Uh, Mo and Mabel just destroy these guys. But I like the part especially where they do a double L drop on student. And then Mo gets up and he goes, peace. And then right after that, Mabel gets up and stands on him and starts crushing him. And he goes, peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why are you killing him? And you're yelling, peace. the? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's that's the image I have in my head when I'm thinking of the rotisserie chicken He's got his <laughs> little, it's like the
1: chicken legs are hanging up <laughs> I mean, this is the most like conflicting messaging I've ever seen they're like murdering this guy and they're like peace <laughs> they flattened him though with their finish I don't know what the fuck they call it it's a squash
0: <laughs> uh, Vince brings up the savage about the, the commentators can't touch the talent thing yeah. kind of, like, foreshadowing what's going to happen soon. Uh, but, yeah, squash match. Like, seeing Mabel, like, do anything is almost, like, extraterrestrial in a way. Like, seeing, seeing an alien do something.
1: You know, it's, it's kind of like, like... It's like, you like seeing know, like, a rotisserie chicken in a baking bag.
0: That's, like, that's what's... That too, it's kind of like. You ever seen the movie Signs where all the like Mexican children are just like, see Bobby, see Bobby, look, 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 or whatever in Spanish? And like you see the alien just pop out. That's Mabel for me. He's Why? Just, I don't know. He's just an alien. He's not an alien though. He's Mabel. He's an alien to me. He looks like an alien when he becomes visceral. Right now,
1: he's just a like, big, fluffy, fat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get another hellish Survivor Series report with Todd Pettigzu. <laughs> he goes over the card, which is, like, the, the main match they've been pushing, the Fanatics and the Americans. And then uh, the mid-card faces, Razor, Kid, Marty, Mr. Perfect, versus the mid-card heels, IRS, Diesel, Addabomb, and Rick Martell. then the Hart family versus Jerry Lawler and his Knights. That's, that's a thing. It feels like it's not getting a lot of build, though. It's like that builds just died, almost. Yeah.
2: Well, They've they, they not even, like, put any... Like, they're not giving it
1: any air time. Like, the, the shit they were doing to start it was, like, really good. And then it just, like, stopped. It just, <laughs> for some reason.
0: Stuhart's actually going to stand?
1: Yes, he could still stand back then.
0: because oh, okay. It, like, <laughs> I, he think he kinda, like...
1: I think it kind of hangs on the post a little bit, but he, he does stand.
0: Yeah, because I was like, man, he looked, like... Almost like super old, sitting up in that balcony when they were doing that bit. So I'm like, okay. He's gonna be
1: had a rough life, brother. Mm. <laughs> he can't help it that he looks a hundred. Yeah. Uh, Then we also get the head shrinkers, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Chaz's favorite wrestler, Bastion Booger, versus mm. four Doinks.
0: <laughs> I hope Doinks and win. It. I hope all of them win.
1: They're gonna win. Uh, because this is babyface doing now, and Vince is like fucking infatuated with that gimmick. Um, and we're also getting a real tag team match: uh, the Rock and Roll Express versus the Heavenly Bodies. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> for, this is or the smoky, but this is for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Championship belts. I thought that was kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, that's well. Ever since they got Cornette to come in, uh, he was able to. Kind of talk his way into doing cross promotion with Vince, and he he just agreed to it. He's like, "Okay, pal, that sounds cool." <laughs> <laughs> um, and we got a good fired up promo for Brad about his match. And there's not like a lot to get into because he didn't really say anything profound. It was just a solid kind of I'm mad babyface promo, you know.
0: I got my family is gonna be here in my quarter. <laughs> my cats and the
1: dogs too. The yeah. stew's gonna be there. You're gonna see Jerry Lawler. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm. I don't remember it very well. But like, not saying it wasn't memorable. It's just it was good. But there was nothing profound that he said. You know.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: he's come a long way in his promos, though. Even from like earlier this year, remember? Because like you're kind of criticizing his early promos a little bit. And he, yeah. I, I told you. Uh, originally, he kind of had an issue doing interviews. He usually let Neidhart talk for him. And that's why he always wore the sunglasses because he would always dart his eyes around and look around everywhere because he was nervous. He finally broke himself of that, as you can see. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um,
0: we got a profound, we get, me- profound message from The Undertaker.
1: Yeah, we get another amazing out of nowhere fucking PSA with The Undertaker. <laughs> and it's just him standing over a dugout grave with a shovel, with the camera pointing up at him. And he's like, if you drink and drive sooner or later, you're going to meet the undertaker.
0: And it's like a camera angle from the grave up looking up at him. I was like, that's a sick shot, but it's funny.
1: And (laughs) that's it. It's just like the, the starvation fucking PSAs where he's like, they're, they're doing the thing to raise food for people in Africa. And he's just like, no one deserves to starve to death. That was real. That was fucking real, and I did not embellish at all. That's exactly just, what he said.
2: I, now I just want promos that are like, please cough, only for 99 cents a day. You could feed this child, or they will. Rest in, in peace. peace. And it,
1: it, I don't know, and I was telling him, like, you popped in, like, right when I was talking about this before we went on air. I was just like, why are they using The Undertaker for PSAs? Why are they using this character that's like the avatar of fucking death in wrestling to like deliver these PSAs? Why do I, <laughs> why do
2: I keep taking drinks while you're talking? God damn, I'm going <laughs> to choke on that. <laughs>
1: that's so funny. Why, why don't you use like a Bret Hart or fucking... You know, like Razor or Mr. Perfect or one, two, three kid or something. Why use an undertaker?
2: Like the really easy PSA is to like say what they did and that's fine. I was really hoping in like the deepest part of my heart that he was gonna say, If you drink and drive, I'll come find you and I'll <laughs> I will make you rest in peace. I like, will burn of, you. Yeah, like it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of saying that like drinking and driving can kill you, he's like, if I know you're doing it, I'll fucking murder you. <laughs>
1: You know, a really effective PSA would be later, like, is when Kane comes in have him do PSAs with the fucking the, the voice box thing. I am Oh, man. Oh, if you do drugs, you'll be under the rug. I don't know. He'll, he'll come up with something. We'll, we'll figure it out. You you know it mean, know, but, but before you do, I'll fuck your dead body. <laughs> you better not play with fire or you'll get burned.
0: Katie Vick, I still love your dead hole.
1: That's what Triple H said. That was those unfounded rumors. But <laughs> well, uh, Jones. Not Jones. I wish. This is John Paul. Just
2: John uh, Paul. Yeah.
1: This is just a showcase for Martel. Is John Paul's a jobber and he gets a little offense and he gets he reverses some arm ringers. And then he does like a couple drop kicks and he goes he goes a yeah and he does like a couple headlock takeovers, but then Martel just outmaneuvers him and s- starts hitting some of his bigger moves, like he suplexes him, he does a back suplex, he does a gut wrench suplex, and then he slaps on that K back crab and finishes him off. Squash.
0: Yep. I I do love to see Rick Martel. More Rick Martell, I'm fine with. Uh, yeah, I'm,
1: ha- I'm happy to see him on TV again.
0: When did he yep. When did he start having a ponytail, by the way? Did he always have that? Well, his hair was
1: longer before, like, from, like, the 80s and stuff. And I think he kept it long for a while, but he's cut a lot of his hair off. And he's kind of just turned it into, like, the skinny mullet. Uh, You know, it's a mm-hmm. little bit more classy than, than the big, fat, fluffy mullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's where his headspace is at with his hairstyle right now, I guess.
2: Rick martel has got good facials. People can learn something there. He's got good it's facial true. expressions in the ring.
1: Yeah, he's great at doing heel mannerism shit too. It's like like mm-hmm. he doesn't th- like he'll he'll do this little spot where they're trying to do a backdrop or some shit to him, and he'll just cartwheel out of the way and be like, ah, yeah, he's <laughs> <It's> just <like>, a. <laughs> You fucking suck.
3: And he <laughs> yeah. starts doing jumping jacks.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: that's um, a classic. I, I love anytime someone like gets like away from the baby face or something and just starts doing jumping jacks in the ring. Like, ha ha, fuck you. I'm not even tired. <laughs> that yeah. shit is so <laughs> funny. I love that. They need to bring that back more. She's just dicky Daniel- steel shit. Yeah. Brian Danielson does it uh, every now and again, even in the baby face role. Like up with someone and the other person's like sweating and tired and he just looks at him and starts doing jumping jacks
1: like I can do this all day bitch. And then (laughs) in reality his head, the guy's head, he's like fuck you I'm tired (laughs) 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 So Savage is still agitated and he says he's living on the edge and there's no guarantees and we come back from commercials and he's pacing around at ringside and Vince is like trying to talk him down God, he sounds like he's—he sounds like
2: the fucking kid in the, the Pearl Jam Jeremy video. I'm waiting for him to fucking kill himself on television. <laughs> it's getting weird, man. What,
1: they at least the a lion.
2: Fucking they unleashed a lion.
1: The recessed then- <laughs>
2: lady's breast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, old old geriatric millennial music lyric jokes. Here we go.
0: <laughs> always when he drinks
1: I don't know, I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not trying to make you spit spit take Just Joe,
2: Joe Dubs can you like talk for two minutes straight so I can finish this Gatorade
3: <laughs> take over
0: no uh, okay I'm gonna keep <laughs> so,
3: Vince... Actually,
2: there, I was laughing at the no <laughs> he like paused went no
1: <laughs> so Vince grabs onto him like he's trying to drag him back to the commentary desk, but just Savage just throws McMahon on the floor. And he charges after Crush, who's coming out. And he starts beating on him. And then it's like a flood of fucking personnel just show up. AEW, they show up. WWE, (laughs) and and stop him. And try to pull him apart, but Savage is crazy, and Crush is is a big brother. He's not very smart, but he's big. (laughs) And it just looks like a fight that's not supposed to happen. That's what that's what it looks like.
0: It looked real. Like yeah. It, it looked like match like Macha Man it, again. It, he made it look like he was really pissed at Bobby Heaney. He's like, You say something, brother. I, I'll deal with you after. Like he like warned him and shit. And then like he jumps, he takes uh crushes head and literally crushes him on the stairs. Like, that looked like it hurt. Like, you made me bleed, like, actually bleed. I'm going to make you bleed, but I don't know if he did bleed.
1: Yeah. Vince and Heenan are like reiterating on commentary that uh, uh, commentary team members are not supposed to physically interact with wrestlers. And then I was like, hang on, stop. What about that time Savage entered the Royal Rumble or when he fought Doink or when he tried to slam Yokozuna? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. (laughs) It It was okay that time.
0: Or when he gets um, challenged by uh he was challenged by somebody, I think Jerry Lawler. But Dwank, oh, yeah, Dwank was one.
1: Uh fight continues on for a minute, and then we go to break. And then we come back and it's very horror. What's in Bob Backlund? And I'm like, oh boy.
0: Dude, When <laughs> I saw Bob Backlund, I was like, oh man, they're just gonna fuck they're gonna say fuck this main event. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: I don't have anything against Barry Horowitz. He's okay. Bob Backlund is fucking boring cringe. And even yeah. back in, in his day when he was WWF champion, nobody fucking liked him. Look it up. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I'm gonna say something, and I don't know if it's just a haircut or it's whatever, but why in this why in this match in his just whole get up from head to toe does he look like he just came fresh off a hot gold medal victory in the Special Olympics? <laughs> like legitimately looks like, he, he looks like he looks like a little downsy he
1: looks got like he o- looks like Opie drank like a bunch of like fucking Pedialyte with steroids <laughs> in it <and> fucking grew <laughs> and became
2: a wrestler I don't so know it, like, it, he looks like Opie got hit with the Reed of Repulsa
3: here it is <laughs>
2: <laughs> make my Opie grow oh there
1: it is
3: <laughs> uh, but
1: uh like they're they're just screwing around, and Bob's doing his super cheesy shit, and sometime somehow overselling and underselling at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only my bad. <laughs> I it's the first time I've seen something like that. And fa- thankfully, during this match, some shit that's happening in the background kind of takes over. Dude, it felt
0: like it felt like Resident Evil. Like you know, when the cuts when it goes to a cutscene because the door is about to be bursted open. Yeah, uh, it, it, they did that with, with Crush on the other side, <laughs> where the door is rattling and like, <laughs> like the zombies are coming out because it's just full of referees and Crush.
2: Crush got <laughs> his <laughs> fucking face paint by, done by the lady that did the I like Turtles kids face paint, brother. I like I like Turtles, brother. <laughs>
1: Savage comes back, though, and he starts ranting about how he's back and nobody's going to pull the plug on him, brother. Yeah. And he makes sure to ask Keenan if he's got something to say to him and asked him about making fun of him the previous weeks, And he's like, it was just for laughs. I didn't mean any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't making fun of you saying you had Down syndrome. Like, the- <laughs> <laughs> then uh, it shows the backstage footage you're talking about where Crush just busts out of his locker room that they locked him in. And, uh, but the jokes on him. Cause he thinks he's going to go out there and get savage. But the funny thing was with sap, this is shit that they don't do anymore either on TV. When somebody sees something happening on the monitor on the TV show or like the Titan He reacted to it. He saw it like, Oh, that's bad to him back there. He got up from the fucking desk immediately and started running back there.
0: Dude, it, did, sho-
1: it showed us that
0: did it. it, it- they kind of did like the John Cena thing and not like discrediting like when John Cena said, oh, the Undertaker's here and he starts running. Um, kind of like that. But he like pushed Barry Horowitz because he was on the side and like Macho Man came through and pushed him <laughs> and just kept on running.
3: Yeah.
1: Just yeah. Get the fuck out of the way.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, he grabs Crush and slams his head up against the wall and starts punching him and then everybody piles on them again. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the match is just forgotten about and they go to another commercial, and we come back, and it just ended. So, uh, not applicable. There's no score because the match was thrown out. Yeah. Another no contest. Thank Which God.
2: Now, again, I know they come back to commercial, but they come back to commercial, and right at the end, they are fucking outside and brawling, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're actually out, out there, like, beating each other up even more. And By a
1: tree. Somewhere. Yeah. Fresh
2: it was it. Like they're, like, choking each other very intently.
0: Yeah, Crush was bigger than the tree. It was funny when he was actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, here's oh. what I, here's what I say. Um, I kind of liked a little bit. It was different that like there was a main event that was not really a main event <laughs> because it was just showing off. Uh, Macho Man, and this is one of the times where I kind of went into like kayfabe mind and like wrestling still real to me damn it mind where like I was like oh shit Macho Man is like actually pissed like he made it believable to the point where I was like he wants to fucking kill him and he don't care if Vince McMahon or Jack Tunney gets in the way he's fucking done and I and I'm like I want and I know Crush is not that great but I still want to see this match now wherever it's leading to
1: yep that's what I was gonna say in my notes is they made me want to see this match Based off of his build, somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh,
0: kind of like Luna and the uh, the what was the her other name? The Great Sherry. <laughs> yeah, Sherry. They had the Great Sherry, <laughs> the Great Buddha. <Muna? laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when Luna they were Shaw
1: versus Great Buddha. <laughs>
0: When they were tearing each other's clothes, like even though I saw titties, but I was like, holy shit, this looks real.
1: <laughs> yeah, it looked like that, there was hate. And then Luna does those promos, and it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> uh, the, the last bit of the show was Vincent Heenan talking about the madness that, that, that took hold. And they changed the subject talking about this voting shit where you called the number on the phone to see who Pierre is going to face from the Quebecers next week. And it ended up being Lex Luger. By a like, landslide. By 62%. That's, that's pretty significant.
0: Come on. Couldn't um, make it 69? Nice.
1: And that, I was thinking about this, though, and I was like, damn. It's been since, like, March since we saw Lex Luger wrestle on Raw.
0: They're done with him. He's done.
1: <laughs> like it, like So this is, like, the first time we've seen him since, like, the spring, the, er, the early spring wrestle on WWF Raw.
2: Yeah, Um, they've given him a ton of like highlight time, promos, and other stuff. But even then, like, has he wrestled since he had his Yokozuna match?
1: Maybe on Superstars, but we're not watching Superstars. Mm -hmm. Because they're still doing that weird shit where they'll put matches you actually kind of want to see on Superstars. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's like we were talking before like Bam Bam and Brett get such little time on Raw. It's like Superstars in the live circuit is where all the big stars are
1: seems like it
2: yeah uh, they just pepper in those few other people occasionally
1: i said this was a much better show than the previous one mm-hmm. more stuff happened some good some bad some funny but more stuff happened and the playing out of the whole angle that went through the whole show savage and crush was well done and like dubs was saying and i was saying i kind of want to see this match now based off of this build And uh, Steiner, Scott Steiner, Borga did a solid match. Jeff Jarrett continues to be entertaining in his vignettes.
0: (laughs) Called the Undertaker boy. (laughs)
1: That's that's amazing. Uh, The Undertaker's
2: like, "Don't you dare drink
3: and drive, (laughs) boy! I'll
1: drink and drive if I want. Except I don't have to drive because I got Billy Ray. He'll drive me wherever I want." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I give it six point three out of ten.
0: Okay, I, I gave it a 6 out of 10. I I thought it was, you know, good. Uh, the segments I liked, I liked the whole storyline. It's kind of like old TV shows where, you know, like today's TV shows, you have to watch a whole season and get like one big story. Like in old TV shows, like each episode had its own story. This had its own story. It was the Macho Man and, and Crush story. and I And I dig how they, you know, sprinkled it throughout the show. Uh, and they didn't treat us stupid in this. I think I thought last episode they treat us like we're fucking retarded. And then they gave us Barry Horowitz uh, to go get beat up by, uh, uh, you know, by Bob Backlund in the background of a non main event match. <laughs>
1: they gave us a match that they knew nobody wanted to see. And then they did like cool shit on the side that they knew everybody would want to see.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It,
1: it's a swerve. It swerved yeah. us.
2: They, they did. They swerved us. Yep. Yeah. I also gave this a six. I don't really have much else to add from what you guys said. I, just, I thought the uh, show was definitely a big improvement in terms of just overall quality
1: of what's going on. They rebounded successfully.
2: Did. So they did. Not taking my X back, but.
1: If they would have bombed again, like, we have been like, oh, we need to start having a discussion <laughs> about Raw, maybe.
2: Sounds like we're going to time travel to 1994, <laughs>
0: Or 95. You start getting into the uh, Stone Cold era in 96 soon. Oh, man, I can't wait. Um,
2: no, we, we need to really take in the, the occupational gimmick era. We have to live thing,
1: it. So. We have to experience it. We have to see how Vince has a nose for gimmicks.
2: Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we're not going to race through it like Sparky Plug.
1: <laughs> Sparky Thurman Plug.
0: <laughs> I got a question. How long is Battle Ball? Do you know?
1: I don't know, but given the length of WCW pay-per-views that aren't Starcade like so far, I'm gonna guess it's anywhere from two and a half hours to three hours and some change.
0: So do yeah. you want do you want to do Monday Night Raw and Battle Ball or do you want to split it up?
3: We can't
1: split. Split it up because, right, I think after Battle, wait a minute, is, is Survivor Series
0: after yeah. the next so we, Raw? We have to do this Raw because we'll do this Raw, which we is get, no, no, November 15th, 1993, and then November 20th, uh, 1993 is Battle Ball. Versus I, was WCW.
1: To, I was thinking we'd just do the Raw and the Battle Ball, and then we do the Raw in the Survivor Series.
0: So. Yep, I'm game for All that.
1: Wrong.
2: Okay, that sounds, that's cool. I I mean, the next time we, we hit our show, uh, let's see, our next episode will be in a few weeks. It'll be after uh, Rumble. Royal Rumble 2, which we want to talk about, obviously. So that's the other thing to take into account. But, I mean, I, the way I kind of look at it, I don't I don't I need to get sucked too much into the Battle Bowl stuff because I'm, I'm a little checked out with the WCW stuff. Like I'm having more fun, even in whenever I'm I'm like criticizing WWF stuff. I'm still having fun watching it. Where the WCW stuff, when it's good, it's fine. When it's bad, it's just like, ah, uh, it hurts.
0: So, um, uh, what about this? Let Let's do a wait and see kind of thing for. I mean, obviously you're going to the Rumble, so we we want to get your input as what was going down over there when you're seeing it live in action. But as far as like covering it card by card and then the, the actual rumble itself it depends if it's good or not because
2: oh yeah i don't expect yeah. to go through and play by play I, I figured that we would just talk about how the experience was and oh this is fun and this is that but so i mean I, I think we'll be able to cover both battle Bowl raw and still talk about that i mean mm-hmm. again unless we get hit with like a bunch of fucking news that gets crazy
0: yeah like vince McMahon is in a rumble <laughs> <laughs> he tears
1: both of his quads again
0: he fucking wins the rumble.
1: <laughs> and oh it damn it! Oh, tears, quads. He, he tears his
2: quads in the celebration.
0: <laughs> it's Cody. It's Cody Rhodes and Vince McMahon as the final two, and he's like, "Not today, pal!" And he throws
2: fucking Cody Rhodes over, kills his dream. <laughs> oh no, adrenaline <laughs> in my soul. Vince Why?
0: McMahon's quads are blown. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I come back here to lose? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I gave it all way. I came all. Away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So remember November fifteenth, nineteen ninety three, Monday Night Raw, and then November twentieth, nineteen ninety three, WCW Battle Bowl. One thing I kind of want to say before we like sign off and everything. Did you see what Kevin Nash said on his podcast that were people were kind of like oof?
3: yeah
1: yeah yeah like what the fucking guy that does the podcast he's like well how you been doing he's like oh you know time flies when you got a gun in your mouth (laughs) what the fuck man (laughs) just say shit like that and the thing is is like you know but knowing him that's the kind of fucking shit that he says all the time he has like dark humor and he's really sarcastic typically Mm mm-hmm but given the circumstances, that's still like people were like, uh, is he going to fucking kill himself.
0: Yeah. Well, the <laughs> thing that like kind of blows, like no pun intended with the blows, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> the, the thing that like kind of made me go, mm, you might want to like be on suicide watch with Kevin Nash. He's like, because uh his host or whoever's running the podcast for him was kind of like, Hey, you can't be saying that. And it's like, it's okay if I leave a fucking note. I'll do whatever I want.
2: Yeah. When the suicide calls, like, oh, no, if you tell everybody what happened. Like, Mm -hmm. suicide's only bad if you don't explain it. It's a fucking mystery. But if you explain why you did it, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I was kind of like, all right, he hit us with, like, two dark humor jokes. I I don't – it's kind of like you don't know what is a parody account anymore because it's Wacky World. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, I, because I know his personality where he is dark and he does like that kind of like, yeah, fuck it, whatever kind of like shit. And then he does that. I'm like, I don't know, man. He just lost his son. And his like monologue was like, I used to wake up with three people in the house. Now I live with two people, which, by the way, a little humor here. He kind of undersold that whoever that other person is like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> but that's just me, my humor. That's my dark humor. Um, I hope he, I hope his friends, uh, you know, call him, you know, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, the click and everybody. They
1: have apparently.
0: Yeah. So hopefully he's going to, you know, maybe he needs to do DDP yogurt. Um, yeah. Have the yogurt, you know, feel the tang and do some, you know, uh, yoga. And then also look at Bash and Booger and be like, yeah, I don't want to kill myself. I'd rather just, you know to get healthier, I guess.
2: Yeah. I was gonna give some info a little bit of info on like the official police report uh about the injury injuries to the those that survived the crash that involved Jay Briscoe and and everything. But then we, we talked an awful lot about DUI Undertaker and I was <laughs> like I I don't know if this is the right show to talk about it. So I, I'm just so gonna, he is on uh, so
0: he, he is under the influence.
2: Uh he I mean he's I mean, not anymore. He's dead. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) he was on something when he drove? No, 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 he wasn't. So I I guess we're there a little bit. So the the Uh. report was the other car uh, cut into the other lane and hit them head on. The driver of that car uh, died instantly. Um, Notably for him, he was not wearing a seatbelt. Um, But his children were in both of his children. He actually had both of his girls. uh, I think he has three. He had three children. Um, His oldest girls were in the accident too. one of them of which apparently like was like in like very critical condition was having like life saving surgery. And I guess did not have, they were concerned about permanent damage to her spine. So she may not walk. So this is pretty awful situation for this family. So our, our here it gets some color. Our, our thoughts and hearts go out to that family. That that's a horrible situation to have to, to wake up to or, or get the call in the night and and find out if your family. Um, so I guess go off on that. That's a somber note from all the laughs and stuff that we had. But, mm. uh, but yeah, where I mean, not saying it would ma- it may not have made a difference. And they they did say in the official report at this point they're waiting for autopsies, but they don't know if there were any substances or anything involved. But this is clearly not at their fault. The okay. and his family just happened to be the unfortunate people that were on the other side of the road that got hit by someone that just went into their lane with no, with no warning or reason.
0: I would like to think that, you know, and by the way, I never knew he had a family, by the way, I just thought they were just like crazy wrestlers that were just on the road and didn't need a family. And anyway, so like I saw the picture of his two kids uh, and is i I think is what he's he has a wife, right, like they're mm-hmm. married, uh mm-hmm. where they took a picture and they're all happy. so I would like to think that he was driving with his children not on anything, so
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it's assumed that he is driving probably driving home or or mm-hmm. heading toward his family because he's he was in the the area where he's living, and then, like this is one of those things that it does make you really think about life because this is one of those situations that this could happen to any of us. When You're driving, you know, you, you don't have any control over the person that's driving in the other lane. That when you're driving, so they if they just like pass out or something happened and they hit you, then you know, you're just at the mercy of whatever comes. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, it was a sad situation all around, yeah.
0: Well, I hope, yeah. I hope Tony does like an ROH. I know he came out at the end of the show, they didn't do it on TV apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, Tony Khan came out and had like because his real name is. By the way, I think his name is funny. Jammin Puggin, whatever his name is. J- Jamin Pew. Yeah, Pew. <laughs> yeah. I, I fucked up then. Uh because like yeah. how do you send it out? But yeah, they he had like the screen and you know, said a little tribute. I kinda wish they did that on TV, but then again, that's up to the networks, not Tony Khan. Yeah, uh, execs didn't wanna. Yeah,
1: that
2: Reddit's been a fucking disaster. People just like all butthurt and they're like pissed at Tony. God, I hate him. He's fucking smooth-brained at ADW. He's like, well, this guy didn't even wrestle for this wrestling company. Mm-hmm. So the Briscoes didn't wrestle. They don't. They didn't work and never did work for AEW. And he's at the mercy of what the networks want, and the networks didn't want them on television explicitly because of the things they said before. So that's just unfortunate. But, yeah, I know where you're going. You were going to say that you're hoping they're doing a card. There has already been a, a ROH supercard that has been announced in tribute to him. They've already even announced the name's main event. I think it was Claudio Castagnoli and was it Bandito? Maybe. Um. I can't remember who he was wrestling for the R.O.H. Championship. Uh. But they uh, they're raising money and all the proceeds are to go to the family. Uh, cool. All right. To help. So they're already doing it and everything. They just couldn't air anything, which, again, I get people who are upset about, but again, that's by no fault at all to Tony. And and goodness, if anything, like I know we give Tony shit for. Uh, other stuff and like he's running a wrestling company so it's like an impossible job to make people happy we're gonna have critics everywhere but at the same time like he doesn't have to do that he doesn't have like there's nothing for him to truly gain from doing it because you're gonna get some negativity one way or the other and you're gonna have to put a lot of money and manpower outside of all the other stuff you're doing into doing a tribute show for this so this is only for all the right reasons to to help the families so good on him for doing that, and and hopefully the show goes well and they're able to, to raise the money to help Oh, they will. This is a horrible situation.
3: Mm-hmm. I,
2: I mean, I couldn't imagine getting a call that my – I mean, my my wife and daughter went to, to their little gymnastics thing that she's been doing. If I got a call that my wife had been hit head-on by someone and died and my daughter was being taken to uh, – like I was being rushed to the hospital and was being taken for surgery and she can't feel her legs. I I mean, I'd probably lose my mind guys. Like that's all. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm sitting here now and I'm tearing up thinking about it like a hypothetical. It just, it just it's horrible. So I can't imagine how that family feels right now. Um, so our hearts are definitely
1: with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: His brother too, man. They've been together since like, ah, I know that's geez.
0: Yeah. It, it sucks. Uh, it I'm trying to, yeah, oh, there we go. I just want to make it let's bring let's end it on a happy note. Claude angle. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: one day we'll get to Angle. We
2: managed
1: to, go, we managed
0: to go the whole episode
1: and
2: not hear that. <laughs> you ain't pulling out right there. Oh man my heart. Oh that's funny.
0: All right, guys. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna go on it. We're gonna see uh Uncle Redacted uh wave oh, us oh. off. Uh wait, no, that's that's a poor choice god damn it bolted up before cancer or fucking murderer um (laughs) we need we need to get you another one that you could do
2: that is just we need happy feels and uh, no no dark imagery
0: you know what i'm not even gonna just follow us on all our podcasts and like (laughs) and subscribe
3: i'll just end it on this i am not gay i have relationships with women sex with men
0: and I got news for you. That means you're gay.